You're hungry. I know hypoglycemic induced hostility when I see it. Just thinking. A what? You want to know what I was thinking? About eating? I was thinking about Wakanda. Was that a camp in Wisconsin? Seeing Abdul Habaz's picture reminded me of Mo and Jada, time I spent in Chad and Sudan. Started thinking about Wakanda. Where is Wakanda? It's nowhere. It's a fictional African country. The most technically advanced society in the Marvel Universe. And the richest. Hold on a second. In a comic book? You just geeked out on me in a real moment? Hey, man, when I was a kid, comic books were the only thing that made sense. It was simple. Good guys versus bad guys. For me, it was all about Chala, the Black Panther. Of course. Not just because he was a brother who was richer than Tony Stark. Chala was a leader. He was a president. He was a superhero. All at the same time. It was all about justice. When I left Brooklyn, the only thing I wanted to see was the motherland. And, and to witness that world up close. And instead of finding Wakanda, I found poverty, starvation, child soldiers, death squads. Walt's bread and butter. I thought I could save more. I really thought I could help Jada. That whole motherland thing's overrated. Traveling to another radio show. A broadcast not only of sight and sound, but of mind, mind. A journey into the wondrous land whose boundaries are that of the imagination. imagination. That's the on-air sign up ahead. Your next stop, Afro Nerd Radio. With your guides, Dee Bird, Captain Kirk, and on Grindhouse Saturdays, the uncanny Daryl D. And introducing West Coast correspondent, Miss Claire Linnae. Mind expansion engaged. think it's going to be spoilerific time. We, we probably will revisit it again a little bit on Saturday to get Claire Linnae's formal opinion on it, but we could not wait, so we're going to get into it this evening. And by the way, this is the midweek edition, the midweek in review edition, pardon me, of AfroNerd featuring Captain Kirk, yours truly, D-Bird, a.k.a. the AfroNerd, and the Grindhouse's own, the uncanny Daryl B., the call-in number, if you'd like to join in on the fun, is 
646-915-9620. Again, 646-915-9620. You know what we do, people? We give you a lot of facts, fun, and fire, and today will be no different. There's going to be a lot of uh, analogies, a lot of passion, maybe a little bit of anger. I don't know. We do what we always do. Let's go to a quick black rock and roll, psychedelic soul, urban alternative groove, all that good stuff. I think we're going to go back to the tribe. Why not? This is Tribe Called Quest, Conrad Tokyo featuring, guess what? I think he took a trip to Wakanda recently, at least to the studios. Kendrick Lamar, about two minutes, people. We'll be right back. Let's groove. A Tribe Called Quest, Conrad Tokyo. People, it's that time. Let's just get into this and let's do the damn thing. Captain, guess what? We need to beam you right in the middle of the Wakandan palatial estate of T'Challa. <laughs> let's, keep it, let's keep it consistent. Okay, sir, it's your time. Right in the middle of Wakanda. Let's go. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. 
to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. before that I was going to go right in, but you probably want to introduce Daryl first. Let's introduce him, sir. Yes, I suspect this gentleman would probably be part of the border tribe. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it consistent, man. That, that movie really is sticking with me. There's a lot to talk about, man. We, 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 uh, it's this, this movie was something. We're going to get into it, but anyway, I suspect he might, he might have been part of the border tribe. He will answer that for himself. Or maybe he was part of the tech, the tech crew with Shuri. You know, he has that eidetic memory and all that. He is, again, the Grindhouse favorite, the uncanny Daryl B. Well, two things. One, if I'm in that universe, I'm making my way to Oakland to, to, to be a part of that tech thing. And two, come on, Marvel, you're dropping the ball. No ads for the, the the movies or the comic books or for the comics during the movies. And where's my M'Baku was right t-shirt? I see the Killmonger was right t-shirt. Let me get an M'Baku was right t-shirt. Or you should listen to Ramona. You know, there, there's so much merchandise here you're missing out on. Let's do this thing. All right. Uh, you wanted to get into a diatribe, Captain, um, again, I leave it up to you. We're going to dig in after you. Okay. Now, this is addressing butt-hurt Negroes or <laughs> butt-feeling butt good Negroes. You understand? Beyond reason. Now, the oppressor, stressor, depressor, the person that has made you feel lesser, the colonizer, gave you a movie to make you feel good. These are the same ones descended from the same people that, that have given you color issues. I want you to think about that for a second. All right? Think about that for a second. They turn on the tap of feel good, and they turn it off when they feel you had enough. Okay? Uplining to whiteness. Now, let's explain. Marvel Comics, white institution. We know that. You understand? Marvel Films. White institution. We know that. This does not mean people of color do not work at these places. Do not twist my words. The upline, the top dogs, the decision makers. That's what I'm talking about. Marvel Disney. Whiteness. The funding for the movie. Whiteness. You gave your money to who? Whiteness. The people in the movie had to be signed off on by Marvel. Don't think if Marvel didn't want certain people there, they wouldn't be there. You have to understand, the same thing happens on your job. When you accept the dollars, dollars challenge O'Shea Jackson. You should check out O'Shea Jackson, a great YouTuber. They control you, all right, just like on your job. Marvel decided to use dark skin, good-looking, big lip, big-nosed people. Again, that's white. They decided that, okay? Marvel decided to make you feel good. Now, let me tell you something. As the Indian man says, as an aggregate, that's what he was talking about. Of course, there's going to be individuals that don't feel this way. The white man speak with forked tongue. What do I mean by that? 
Don't they get lip injections to make their lips bigger? Wasn't wasn't they the first ones with the squats as we know it? You know, to improve their butt and the butt jobs. When they first ones, you start doing it later, black people. But when they first ones, I thought all that was supposed to be ugly. You understand? So what's with all these color issues? Aren't they the ones that's getting tanning? You understand? You ain't tanning. You tell you you built in, baby. Come on, man. Be about that life. It's built in, man. You understand? Tanner. What are they trying to darken up for? But what you got is supposed to be so ugly, right? You see, these emotions that you accept from the suppressor, oppressor, stressor that makes you feel lesser, the colonizer, are kind of like accepting money. They control you, man. They control you. They control you. And they could turn them on and turn them off when they're ready. That's the reality of it. You understand? And now I know other people in the world have color issues other than the American black, of course. But when you look at China or you look at India, because they say these places sell the most bleach cream, they want to whiten up. China worships whiteness. India, too. You understand? Those same issues that they don't see as issues come from who? Come from the white man. The white man has been brilliant with getting everybody to upline to them. You understand? And follow that diktat. What I'm telling you is you can't believe these people because they're speaking with you in forked tongue. That's what I'm telling you today. You got to be wiser than that. If you want to build a Wakanda, first of all, you need a lot more math and science. All the Westerners, they're going to need that. A lot more, a lot more. But you got to get over your color issues. You got to get over it. And I understand, and I spoke on it, I know better than most people what happens when imagery, when you see yourself. I understand all of that. But understand what was done to you also this weekend. The same people that made you feel that bad, that bad about your skin, decided to turn on the tap this weekend to make you feel good. Think about that, black man. Hence, you're not in control in anything with anything with your life. A woman told me on Monday, and it's not a young woman, grown-ass woman. She said, after seeing the movie, she didn't realize that black men did not like weeds. Hello, black men as an aggregate been saying they don't like it. Of course, there's going to be a few individuals. She needed to see the movie. You know why? Because she don't pay attention to the black man. Black men don't have any power. Has no power, but it's what the white man says. The white man tell you what's good looking and what's not good looking. So you catch all your feelings from that. You're not paying attention to the black man. You don't care. European mentality rules with this dark skin, white skin. You got to get over those issues in order for us to move forward. Now it's going to take time. Take at least 40 years, two generations. And you got to do a lot more math and science. And when that happens, then you can go do a Wakanda. You know, start out slow and then get bigger from there. And you can't save everybody. You understand? Challenge O'Shea Jackson again. Got a challenge because the man was right. Can't say because a lot of you people not ready. Let's say hypothetically speaking. And it would probably need the help of Lucifer and Jesus to make this happen. <laughs> Let's say the captain had $100 billion and he wanted to step off to Africa. You think I could take many of you Negroes? A lot of you causes I couldn't take because you're not ready. You would undermine what I'm doing. You understand? I got to snatch up the scientists. 
and build with like minds. Then we can build bigger. Then you can build bigger. You have to understand how this stuff works, man. You got too much issues, man. Your butt hurt too much, man. Every little thing. White man, again, later on this year, going to turn on that drip, though. Make you feel good. And then when he decides, he turns it off. That's all I'm going to say. There's a lot more to talk about when it comes to this. But I want to say this one more time, believe me, before I pass it back to Afrinerd. The oppressor, stressor, depressor, the lesser, has made you feel the lesser, the colonizer, who gave you a movie to feel good. These are the same people, descendants, that gave you the color issues. Back over to you, Afrinerd. All right, folks, as always, uh, the captain gives his – I wouldn't necessarily even call that a cosmic rant. Uh, maybe – what you know, he goes into that. Maybe you, it's kind of sort of cosmic, not – Afro nerd? Afro nerd. Afro nerd. Oh, boy, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> no, you hear me? You hear me? Yeah, right, there he is. No, you know what? Thank you. you no, well, I have two mutes. I actually brushed up. That's the, the problem. That's the problem. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Finish what you were okay. saying. What I was saying. You didn't hear was, any of it. You didn't hear any of it. Um, what I was saying is sometimes you may go into a cosmic style rant. That might have been a midway cosmic rant. Uh, it might have gone over some folks' heads, but it was pretty. It was pretty clear. It was pretty terra firma, so kudos to you as always. Uh, again, folks, this is the Midweek in Review edition of Afternoon featuring Captain Kirk and, of course, the uncanny Daryl B. Feel free to buzz in. I see quite a few lines are, are with us. If you'd like to join in, just press 1. That is a virtual hand raise that lets us know that you want to join in on the fun. 646-915-9620. And again, press 1 so you can get it in. All right. Um, you know, with... with before I even get into my spiel, I do want to hear from, from Daryl. Um, let me just say briefly that I, I do feel vindicated as to, as to the success of the Black Panther. Not that I'm taking credit for this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I misspoke to a Twitter person in conversation by saying that I had predicted, predicted the success. Uh, no, I did not predict the success of Black Panther, but I did say that I would predict the importance of Black Panther. And whether it was myself or Daryl B., for folks who have been reading the comic book for decades, if they were going to hone in on much of what we read for those decades, it would have to turn out the way that it has. Um, more importantly, you know, we know Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, they, uh, set up, they, they set up, set up the volley for the Black Panther. I mean, they, they created the Black Panther, but then you had folks like Don McGregor, you had, uh, Reginald Hudlin, you had the mighty Christopher Priest, and more recently you had, uh, uh, Jonathan Hickman. So this Iteration, the MCU iteration of the Black Panther is an amalgam of all of those writers. So uh, I had said on stage two years ago at Sean Burke's Black Comic Book Festival, where I was somewhat clowned, and I can take it, I can take it, but I told them, and I was laughed at, but this is what happens when you are a soothsayer. 
I said, if they do this the right way, and, and the way that Marvel has been doing their films, there is a reason why Marvel is known as the House of Ideas, and there's a reason why Marvel, the MCU, is extremely successful. Because for the most part, for the most part, they stay true to the internal, internal characterizations of these IPs. So I said on stage, essentially, that I would find it very difficult for them to get around the precedent that they have started. They started with these characters acting and looking pretty much the way they're supposed to. So it would be odd if they did T'Challa that way. And we got an, incl- an inclination of that characterization in, the, in Civil War when he had a certain kind of regality. He had a certain kind of, of arrogance. And his people move or be moved. So I was saying they, they look, it looks like because of at, – at, at that time we had President Barack Obama in office. Now it is exponentially worse because we have a, a, a racist – just bluntly, a racist in office. So, shout out to Claire Lede. She had said, hey, you know, things happen for a reason. And I could see the lead up to the zeitgeist, but at, on, uh, on stage in 2016, I said it would be somewhat odd to see them kind of diverge away from how they get down as far as a brand. But it was yuck, 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 in, in, on, on, by the audience members. Okay. All right. So it, it, it's kind of working out the way that I thought. And one more thing, I'm going to pass the, the mic to the uncanny. And I think he might also understand this as someone who's, you know, we've been collecting comics for a long time. I do feel a certain kind of way when I'm starting to see folks that, I'm seeing, I'm seeing all kinds of conversations on YouTube, on podcasts, in uh, mainstream media. Everybody is talking about this character, and everybody is getting something else, something from it. It's, there's so much nuance in this thing. And it is a little bit off-putting, Daryl, when you know, we talked about this when we started to see the Twilight people, when Twilight was at its height, the Twilight franchise. We saw these people kind of encroaching in on our territory, on our fandom. They started setting up shop. You know, speak about, talk about colonizers. Uh, they were colonizers in some way. And I feel now I'm seeing um, uh, mothers, grandmothers, you know, people that you wouldn't necessarily think have all these long metaphysical conversations about Wakanda now. And there's oh I looked up well, I looked up vibranium and they're getting into guess what Daryl blurred speak and it's making me feeling like wow wow you know I I I went to these conventions when I was a kid shout out to Mr Starks uh, aka aka Iron Man our own Iron Man from Afro Nerd uh, we were flies in milk when these conventions weren't uh, you didn't see pr- pretty hot and temptings. Uh, walking around in in uh, in Power Girl costumes, they were you know old aging. I don't say old. 
mature and or aging comic book creators. The Joe Simons, the Stan Lees. Uh, at that time, Jack Kirby, Jack King Kirby was still walking the earth. We would see people like that, and you could smell the dusty comic books. It wasn't the spectacle that it is now. So now, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, we're seeing people that are having all these conversations about the Marvel Universe as if they've always been here. Daryl, I give the mic to you. Well, I'm going to play off both of your themes. The first one is Cap, Cap. That's 100% what Cap said, all right? And the, the main thing I tried to get across Sunday is that it felt good seeing folks like me up on the film, up on, up on the screen in front of me. It felt good to me. I'm 41. I, if it feels good to me to see that, imagine the 7, 8, 5, 6, 9, 10-year-olds in the crowd. What this movie may spark in them, that desire to, I, they could do it, I could do it too. I don't have to be this. I could be that on the screen. Let me, let me go out and try. Let me do my best. Or if I can't be on the screen, let me be the one making it. That's the important thing I got out of it for the, uh, our black, uh, black youth, our boys and girls. You don't have to look so one way to, to make something like this. You don't have to look one way. There isn't just one standard to be up there. Your heroes, your villains don't have to be one way. That opens up a universe of possibilities. Now to play off your theme, AfroNerd. And like I said on Sunday, just hear people. You may have the Black Panther euphoria and you're like, oh, that was great. Oh, I can't wait for the next one. You don't have to wait two years for the next one. You, we, they, uh, the guys had Mr. Julie on. Pick up Johans or Johanse, all right? Take, take a look at his book, The Pack. All right, go to Stranger Comics. Take a look at Niobe and her universe over there. All right, uh, Saladin Ahmed for Boom has Abbott out. Go take a look at that. You know, um, let's see, Callus Prime. Yo, Joe Illich is our boy. Go take a look at the universe. He and creators like Amy Chu and David Walker, and the, the universe they have started to, to, to make over there. Uh, Horizon, you got, uh, I forget which brand, I think it's Brandon Thomas on Horizon or for Image Comics. Go take a look at that. You know, we aren't just drug dealers. We aren't just slaves. We aren't butlers or maids. We aren't the mm-hmm, girl. We are more than that. We can play more than that. You know, we can be gods. I see you valiant over there with the uh, Eternity and Divinity series. We could play low-down villains. Unfortunately, i got to bring up Barracuda for Punisher. And if he shows up in Punisher, I hope they take all the stereotypical aspects out of him and make him more like the Michael Clark Duncan kingpin. But we could be more than what's been presented on thing. The stereotypes don't define us, but it's great seeing our imagery do that. It's great to see testaments to 
di- differing African tribes up there on screen. Sure, it isn't going to be perfect because Kugler is an African-American. You know, I think Ruth E. Carter is like American-Canadian. I- I- I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to ask her that on Twitter. But, you know, they try to get it as close to realistic as possible. And all those colors popped off the screen. All the characters popped off the screen. He wanted to leave an imprint on everybody that watched this movie. I have yet to hear somebody go into watching Black Panther and say, eh, it was eh. Everybody came out feeling a sort of way. He got you to feel passion, whether overwhelmingly positive or overwhelmingly negative. That that S was cool to me, and it's something realized. Because gosh darn it, I could see Olympus, I could see Asgard, I could see Themyscira, I could see Metropolis, I could see Gotham City, but when you first ask them about Wakanda, no, we can't do that. It isn't feasible. Well... Now I'd like to grab a DeLorean and go back in time and show that ass (laughs) this is in your future. It's feasible before punching him out. I'm going to be that ignorant guy today. Ryan Coogler did that. Chadwick Boseman did that. (laughs) Michael B. Jordan did that. uh, Danette Guerrero did that. Florence Kasumba did that. Forrest Whitaker did that. Angela Bassett did that. Could not take that away from him. Those performances were fire. And for all the youngsters out there, for everybody trying to make it in the comic book game, for everybody who was told you can't do something like this, well, God damn it, you can. We just got the proof. Folks, it does not end here. Like I said, go to go look up online. Go to places like Peep Game Comics. You know, go look, look up uh, Professor Jennings on Twitter and Facebook. Look up David Walker. You don't know where to continue your kids with with black superheroes or black comic literature after seeing Black Panther. You don't know where to go. Ask folks like that. Ask Regine Sawyer. Ask Chuck Collins. These are great people putting out great things every month. Afrofuturism doesn't begin and doesn't end with Black Panther. But you know what? It's now on time for us to get behind it, support it, so that all the money doesn't just go into Disney coffers. Like Cap says, we don't have to require on the corporate structure to make us feel good about ourselves. Because there's quality out there everywhere. We just got to look for it. That Afro Nerd, let us begin. All right. Um, I, I got to make another point also, and then we're going to get into some of the, uh, some of the plot points. I mean, again, this is, we're going to get into some spoiler talk. Uh, feel free for the listening audience if you'd like to join in with your own impressions. If you want to spoil something, what have you, um, our own uh, impressions as far as where this may go. I mean, first of all, uh, th- th- there's a lot. Again, I keep on repeating myself, but I-, I keep on thinking of more and more and more layers to this thing. 
But I must say that, uh, as predicted, there's going to be a lot of a lot of me kind of uh, beating my chest a little bit, Daryl. I think we're going to b- both be beating our chest because there was this this whole initial reaction was, well, this is just a comic book movie. This is just a comic book movie, and I'm seeing some of the uh, the alt right folk, uh, the Ben Shapiro's, and those people. And I, and I played the clip. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that again. But you know, he had he felt a certain way. Everyone feels a certain way, whether it's negative, negative or positive. And I I did some real soul searching on some some, some connections that I could make to what's happening real time. So I want people to get past some of the cloudy uh mm, you may have some you may have some clouds in your brain when I speak. What do I mean by that? Uh oftentimes when you listen to someone drone, you might get a little bit about what they're saying. Listen to me very closely or you may have to play this broadcast several times just like I had to look at Black Panther several times and, and I'm going to see it a third time real soon. Because sometimes you just miss stuff. But I want you, again, to hear what myself, the uncanny, and what, and what uh, the captain is going to lay down. There's going to be some heavy meta discussion going on. Because this movie is that deep. Number one, when Ben Shapiro, again, he is uh, a gentleman of Jewish descent who is uh, a conservative pundit, uh, many longtime listeners know that I, I am also on the conservative train, but we're not all the same. Just like black folk aren't all the same. Not all conservatives are all the same. I, I liken myself to a Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington kind of conservative, Make, maybe a Michael Steele type of conservative. Not everybody's the same. Okay, so I voted for Barack Obama, who incidentally isn't as liberal as you think. He was, he was a Harvard attorney. You can't get any more corporate than that. He was a corporatist. If anything, he likened himself to being a moderate. But I digress. What am I talking about? Uh, to, to the Shapiros of the world, it is very ironic that he says, this is just a comic book movie. What's the big deal? Uh, he was very, very much into putting you as a person of color, in your place. He's telling you in, in a slick way, maybe not even, not even in a not-so-slick way, but one, you know, if you pay, if you got to pay close attention to what he was saying. He was saying things like, well, this is the first, this is the first uh, black superhero movie, and that's not really true, and why, why is this a spectacle? This is just a comic book movie. Let me break it down. It's not just a comic book movie, or else you would not be speaking about it, Mr. Shapiro. It's not just a comic book movie, because mythology motivates people. You, as a person of Jewish descent, your whole racial identity is based around mythology. But for some reason, your whiteness, I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm going to take away your Jewishness, but your whiteness has you not allowing myth to motivate everybody else, even though you're, you are a composite of mythology. Let me break it down more, more than that. The white Wakanda, there is a white Wakanda. Guess what, the, guess what the white Wakanda is? It's the Vatican. It's the Vatican. 
when you listen to Afro Radio, I hope you understand what deconstruction really means. I'm very fierce with my words, and I read a lot. I've been reading ever since I got out the, out the damn crib, practically. You could ask the Oracle. When I was uh, a child in his establishment, you know, he's, he is a retired, um, a, a retired um, a cosmetologist, uh, a master, master barber, and beautician. I, when I was five and six years old, I was reading incessantly comic books and everything else. I was always reading. So I know most of what I talk about. I'm not just spitting out stuff out of my behind. The Vatican is, what, is, is one of the, the wealthiest places on earth. And guess what? It is based on mythology. So when black folks now... If you do the algorithm in Google, what do you see? Real Wakanda. What will it take for there to be a real Wakanda? It is very dangerous. And I said this, and people laughed, or laughed it off. They say, even black folks said, it's just a comic book movie. That's why I'm not that kind to dancing Negroes. I try to play Tchaikovsky's uh, Sugar Plum Fairies, but it's not loading up. I wish I had that going on right now. That's how I feel. And I, I, I uh, appreciate the passion. I understand what it means. People are happy. Let's not, let's not get so happy where we, we have to create a business. We gotta do it. This, this can produce an infrastructure. I'm seeing middle-aged black women uh, emoting on YouTube about a comic book movie. They never saw a, a, a mythologized Africa that looks that way. It sticks with you. This thing has been sticking with me for five or six days now. And I know better. I can imagine for, for, for people who aren't even in this life. So don't let people tell you that things aren't based on myth. And I'll tell you one more thing. I'm going to pass the mic around again. I'm almost at the point now where I actually want a country to be called Wakanda. Like, just name it Wakanda. Now, someone's going to, no one, someone's going to tell me, well, you know, Stan Lee, you know, a white man created Wakanda. How can we do that? Guess what? A white man created Liberia, and the capital is Monrovia. That was just named. A, 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 a neo-African-American African country. Monrovia for James Monroe, the president. So if James Monroe can, can – if Monrovia can be the capital of Liberia, as in liberty, liberty then – you can name something Wakanda in real time. I'm just saying. I'm too rough for you people. I know I am. I know you're hurt. But I'm going to tell you the truth, and I want you to learn something from this show. I'm not doing this show just for BS. We're going to give you facts and unattractive truth. Shout out to, shout out to Iron Man. Let's go, to, let's go around the horn. I got more. I got more. This movie's deep, man. I'm telling you, it's deep. Cap? Yes, sir. What, what, what you said about Liberia is very true. There's only one, one problem. You know, you're making a Wakanda, it has to upline to blackness. Liberia oh, yeah. actually uplines to whiteness. <laughs> that's the problem. You see, and, that, and that's something that needs to be talked about that's something, so people can understand. But before I say that, let's talk about the movie Vendetta. Why am I going to talk about V for Vendetta? He said something in there, one of the hottest lines I've heard in a movie. 
All right? Just listen to this. I told this to Afrin. Afrin already knows this. Now I'm telling you. He said, ideas are bulletproof. You understand? They're bulletproof. And you might as well say nuclear-proof and bomb-proof. So if you get an idea from something, it's dangerous. So I agree totally with what Afrin is saying about mythology. Now, the captain spoke before about, and you see, notice we still didn't actually get into the essence of the movie. We still do with this part of it. This is good. This is good. It's a good show here. It's a good show here. There's a lot to talk about. Now, the captain spoke about before when he said, uplining with energy. And a lot of people miss that. You know, when I say, when I said, the problem with China, they're worshiping whiteness. Not just from the queens. Oil is traded in dollars. Dollars is printed here in America. So all the energy in your country, because everything runs on oil. If it gets low, prices go up. You know, you, know, you know how it works, you know. So all that energy, if energy cannot be destroyed, that you're putting in, it uplines right back here to America, keeping America up. Now, if you look at Wakanda in the movie, because they had vibranium, who were they uplining to? They uplined to the king, Black Panther. They print their own money. And everything that's moved around, it's uplining to him. And the rest of the world was not uplining to black to the to um Wakanda. They were walled off, so to speak. Now when you deal with Killmonger, he wants to switch it. You see? He wants to make the rest of the world upline to Wakanda. Also help out other you know, all the black nations and everything else. It's all energy in, energy out. That's why Wakanda was a great nation. You see? You stand alone. This is something also O'Shea Jackson said. When you accept, you got to give that man credit. I'm giving him credit this today. I know we don't speak on these YouTubers, but I have to give him credit. He says, when you accept money and aid from people, they tell you what to do in your country, man. Come on, man. That's absolutely right. It's like on your job. You can't come to the job and say, let me do it like this. Say, no, I'm paying you, dude. I, want, I need you to do it like this. Even at times, a lot of times you're working here, you know better than your boss. A lot of times, not all the time, not all the time, but a lot of times you do. You got to do it this way. Did this way take so long? Why are we doing this? No, you got to do it this way. They're paying you. You have to understand that. So you get to see that right there in the movie without any complex science. You have a visual of it. To understand what it means to be standalone. I'm not going to take any shekels from you. I'm not going to take anything from you. Master P pulled the same thing with all his body body. You know, he didn't want to take all this money from these uh, distributors and everything. Back in the day when he was doing it so big. Control, you have more money, you could do whatever you want to do. I'm going to shoot the video. I'll flip my own money. I'm not going to take this money and then you tell me that this record is not good and I know it's good. That sort of thing. So these are things you have to understand in respect to this. So again, channeling Apple, it's not just a movie, dude. A lot of ideas. You understand? It's not just a movie. It's never just a movie. Because you get ideas from these things. You get ideas. You don't know what? I've seen that there. Maybe I could build that. You know what? Maybe I could do this with that. Because you've seen it. You know? That's how it works. Actually, it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> if, they want to, if they want to keep you suppressed, oppressed, and stressed, it's kind of dangerous. Because some of you, most of you won't. But some of you, most of you won't. You're going to walk away and be able to channel something from this. That's how things work. 
There's plenty of people that see movies and went and built things or did something. Got to be careful. Got to be careful. Back over to you, Apple Nerd. Yeah, um, Daryl, what else would you like to see that to come out of this out of this movie and, 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 and any particular plot points you want to get into? Uh, we have some time, obviously. I think we should discuss some of what, you know, I mean, I really, to say bluntly, I didn't have any problems with it. I know, I know some folks are nitpicking here and there. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I was fully engrossed. I, I thought it was a pretty complete picture. And um, I find it interesting. I think this might be up for debate, and it might be too soon. But I think, I think I saw somewhere that Rotten Tomatoes is ready to ordain Black Panther as the best movie ever made. I mean, that's kind of that's. I mean, if you know, yeah, that's extreme. But I mean, I kind, I kind of get it. But you know, I mean, listen, we, we we can't even we can't even agree. Listen, I think it's the best Marvel movie, and I'm pretty sure people will probably tell you. We'll, we'll, we'll debate that. They'll debate that, but they're saying it's the best movie ever made. Like I mean, and also the record that is breaking. I mean, it, it, we don't know what this movie might signify when it's all said and done, as far as far as even money. I mean, if it's almost at a half a billion now, and the fact that I'm, I'm hearing so many people already saying they say so casually. Oh, I've seen it two and three times. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's pretty. I mean, that, that's a lot, man. There's a lot going on, so you know whatever you like to say. I got, I have again more thoughts, but any plot points or where do you, you know, any any the sequel? What would you like to see the sequel? Just like, what are your impressions going forward? Well, the, uh, like I said, I, I again, if you don't follow us on Twitter, I I I I, I ramble a lot, but I said one of the best things about this movie is that literally we have infinite choices where to go for a number two. And get that truck of money, drive it to Kugler's house now, all right, and lock him up for two more movies. Hell, if 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 the Russo brothers decide that they're done with Avengers after Infinity War, move Kugler right into that spot and rename Avengers the Ultimates. Yes, I said it. That you know, you go like, yo, I, listen, remember what I was afraid of when they said, oh, we're going to have Manape in this one. I was like, we can't have Manape on this one. No, 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 no. We don't want no yellow face, yellow claw type description of, of black people in this movie. And what does he do? He makes M'Baku the, like, like now all black women are going crazy for this dude. You know, I had I had somebody ask me what did he look like in comics. I was like, you really don't want to see him in comics. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to see how he looked. I showed her the picture. Like, oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I was like, you see why? After before this movie came out, I was scared to have this guy on screen. You know, but hey. Like that one scene where he tells Ross to shut up right there, or, or excuse me, he tells him to shut up, but first him and his group are making grunting noises as Ross was speaking. How many times have we wanted to do that while we're looking at CNN or Fox News or MSNBC at some of these talking heads like, you're talking about problems involving my community and you don't know squad. Oh, 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 oh. You know? How many times... 
Kugler slipped so much in here, I doubt anybody gave him script approval. There is so much hidden innuendos, allusions to stuff like Black Lives Matter and inner city problems and immigration and, oh, my God, like like Afro Nerd said on Sunday, this was a Disney movie? He got all this political speak across in a Disney movie. And remember, I know Afro Nerd remembers. I know definitely Captain remembers. We had a caller. Call in, oh, yeah. w- wondering, oh, they can't, they can't be political with Black Panther. I'm like, dude, he's a monarch of a country. They're going to have to get political in this. There is no way you could skirt being political in this. Guess what? Black Panther was political as F, AF, like a b- big AF. As big as the A and Afro nerd, that's that's how political this movie was. <laughs> this this hits you like Winter Soldier hits you with the political themes, you know. And the thing is, we were ready for it. We knew what was going in because from some of the scenes uh, that they showed on the trailers, we knew we were like, okay, that's Priest, hmm, that's Hudlin, McGregor, McGregor, Priest. Hudlin, definitely Hudlin, and we, we three because we read the books, we knew what was coming. The populace didn't know, so I'm sitting down there in the theater, and when when Shuri is saying the same thing Killmonger is, and folks, you guys glossed over it because when you guys show me these Killmonger was right T-shirts, I went no 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 no, Shuri was right. Nakia was right. Those were stuff that they were saying. Here's the thing. What Killmonger was doing was murking folks to get his point across. But they were saying the same things. Nakia was saying what Killmonger was saying. Shuri was saying what Killmonger was saying. But immediately the first thing came to mind was Killmonger was right. Like, okay, that's like all you guys wearing those Magneto t-shirts. But you conveniently forget, well, he killed like a whole submarine full of soldiers. (laughs) Didn't think about it. He tried to nuke New York, you know. But, yeah, Magneto's an anti-hero. I mean, you saw how Killmonger murked his girlfriend. (laughs) And yet women are laying down like, oh, I'm team Killmonger. I'm like... Girl, you go on Killmonger's side. He'll throw you away just like that. And um, and I forget who it was. It's an important scene, but there's a place, and I, I don't want to spoil it too much. There's a place in Wakanda that furthers the line along for Black Panthers. All right, furthers extends the line along for Black Panthers. What Killmonger does to this place or forces Wakandans loyal to the throne to do to this place, and you still want to cheer for Killmonger? He could have killed the whole freaking country. I, I'm just I'm, I'm expositioning it out, but... And again, for people that haven't seen the movie, I am trying to be not heavy with this spoiler, but at the same time... It's Wednesday, man. Go ahead. <laughs> At the same time, when you destroy 
that specific item to the Black Panther mythos, there may be no more future Black Panthers. Yeah, that was big. And you're rooting for Killmonger. What the hell, yo? <laughs> I want to go to Wakanda. Well, if there's no more Black Panthers, then what's stopping the U.S., Russia, China, these other countries from going in there and taking Wakanda? You know, I, I'm I'm just expositioning it out, man, because on one hand, I see the same people saying, oh, I want to go to Wakanda, oh, oh, and then the next hand, oh, Killmonger was right. I'm like, no, 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 we ain't doing this. We are not doing this. Hell, the meeting after uh, uh, Killmonger takes the throne, and Okoye is suggesting a plan of action. Did you see the disregard there? She's giving you her opinion. And she told she is the general. She is the leader of the Dormi High. And you just brush her aside like that? And still I see these black people. Killmonger was right. Yeah. Like, uh, Team Killmonger. Oh my God. You guys obviously got the blinded by all the glitz and the glamour and the beauty and didn't listen closely to this man or see his actions. Well, they wanted to help. Yeah. And and finally, yo, we did, we can't say it enough. Big ups to Claw. He had fun being a villain. The only one who had more fun being a villain in these things is Loki. I mean, the scene in the museum, dude is laughing. The scene in the interrogation room. Dude, if I had my arm ripped off, I wouldn't be laughing. This dude is laughing. That 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 is some good villainy right there. If you can laugh through all of that, that is good villainy. Back to you, Afrinerd. Yeah, um, a, a few things that I was thinking of, and I, I want to kind of ask a quick question to Daryl, um, because I'm, gonna, I, I'm going to have to reread a lot of these uh, runs of the Black Panther, uh, I believe that I bought as a lot the jungle action. I, I, I have to check this. I, have, I literally have enough comic books, literally, and it's actually under consideration to start a comic book store. I mean, I, ha- I literally have enough comic books to legitimately start a comic book store. So having said that, um, I believe I bought the lot for Jungle Action. I'm, I'm going kind of, kind of insider to the listening audience, but uh, just to kind of back things up a little bit, Black Panther, his debut was in Fantastic Four 52. Uh, co- coincidentally, that book, speaking about zeitgeist and what, what the captain was talking about and even what Daryl was talking about, is that you know now, now that book, I mean, it's probably, I, I have no idea what that book could be valued at now because last time I checked, and that was about a year ago, uh, it was almost a hundred grand for a nine point eight, and nine point nine point eight is essentially a pristine mint copy of that book. So uh, a nine point eight Fantastic Four fifty two of the first appearance of Black Panther is a, is almost a hundred grand book before the movie. Now that we're in the, in this whole uh, just gangbuster phenomenon, who knows what that book might be worth when it's all said and done. So. Um, but what I'm getting to is that I don't know if this was, this was ever covered covered in Jungle Action. Jungle Action was when they started to actually give him his own series, and then after Jungle Action, it was 
you know, it, it, he, he had his own Black Panther book that ran. How, how long? How many books did it run in, in the uh, 70s, uh, Daryl? Like maybe 60 issues, something like that? Yeah, before, about 60 before issues. Hudlin? Yeah, before, but, before um, uh, not Hudlin, but uh, the next run was uh, Priest. Priest. And then Hudlin. Yeah, but, but that's where Marvel, uh, folks, uh, the, the, the jungle action, the first half of it, or the first three-fourths of it, is collected in the Black Panther's Marvel Essentials, which is a black and white tome, huge tome, like, I want to say at least 540 pages, all right? The, the last part of the jungle action, uh, Don McGregor run, just got released. That's Panther's Quest. That just got released because what Marvel's been doing is, is of course, they, they have the, the priest complete run in four, like, thirty nine ninety nine or thirty four ninety nine like, books. Like, literally, they, they are thick. And three of the Hudlin ones got collected. So those books are out there now if, if you're interested in, in reading the history and stuff. And like I said, you uh, – I, that's why I gave credit to Kugler because he pieced Killmonger from all three things that, to make that. That's just true. like how, just like how with Ross, he pieced together the from from Priest who created Ross because Ross wasn't a character in the beginning. For Ross and the Dormy High are creations Milaje. from Milaje. Pri- Milaje. Okay, Melage. Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm American African. <laughs> you know, like, but 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 um, but it, it, he did a great job, like combining those versions into those solid characters, you know, and and it's great because he combined the best parts of them, and then Killmonger the worst parts of them, you know, you know they he 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 just about nailed it. I mean, I. I I, yo, uh, there's there's times where you look at something you could say I could have done that better. I could done that better. I well, couldn't have done this one better. Well, let me, <laughs> no, let me, let me, I would I would have definitely made Ross too goofy and Killmonger. Well, you remember what I said about Michael B. Jordan? No, oh, he's too slim for the role. You need somebody taller. You need someone to tower over the like- Panther. <laughs> No, 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 no. He was menacing enough. Yeah, that, that, yep. he, yeah, he got that. Afriner. Well, yeah, right. The, the, the reason why I brought up the jungle action thing, because I'm, I'm making a larger point um, as far as where, where we could see uh, the Black Panther, even if it becomes a true phenomenon, and I think it will, and if, and if black folks are willing to uh, help to expand this thing, just, just as you have a Gotham, just as you as a just as just as if you have sci-fi's forthcoming Krypton, there is a potential for a earlier iteration of the Wakanda universe. Because if you're going to be honest, also, even though this movie's called Black Panther and it's about the Black Panther, and to a lesser degree, it's a, it's about it was about the Dora Milaje. It was also about really giving us a, a, a an expanded Wakanda. Like it, Wakanda was a character unto itself, much less than than uh, Asgard. Asgard was wasn't a, wasn't a character. It just wasn't. You, you didn't see people really walking around. It, it was so magical that it, it it didn't give you a sense of 
a sense of depth. And I'm talking about not, you know, D-E-P-T-H. I mean, it, it literally felt like a tangible place. That's, a, that's probably why psychologically it's affecting people the way that it did. So anyway, um, the reason why I brought up Jungle Action and some of these other iterations of the Black Panther is I don't know, because uh, I, I haven't read everything, but Daryl, has there ever been an exploration of a steampunk – I brought this up last, last show – a steampunk punk or Victorian age Black Panther. Now, now, before you answer the question, the reason why I ask that question is because, because what, what um, Kugler did rather masterfully, if you are a reader of the comic book like, like I was, it was always set up, you were always told from the inception that, th- that uh, Wakanda was this super scientific country, that they could, that they could never be conquered they have never been conquered up until recently they have never been conquered i mean they made the they made wakanda let alone black panther into badassery like you know you you can't take down wakanda right so if that's the case and that they would never colonize how come they never actually helped out the the other black tribes in africa and even larger than that how come they never helped out um, enslaved African, if you're going to believe in that mythology. So Kugler was able to answer that question, and he, you know, that was that that was always kind of a dangling carrot. Anytime you read the Black Panther and and read about his mythology, that was as an African American, that's something that was always in my head. Like, well, listen, if they did all that, they should have they should have helped out the slaves. Why didn't they help out the, the surrounding black countries? So that that was addressing it. So what I'm saying is, okay, if we accept their reasoning, um, what I would like to know is, well, why, why we should we should at least see a technological Africa, uh, pardon me, a technological Wakanda going back in the into the Victorian age, like when when we see um, early automation, when we see uh, Jules Verne, right, all those stories. Frankenstein, all that takes place during the Victorian age, mythologically, in Europe. Now, that was super science back then from a Euro standard. What was Wakanda looking like at that time? And what would the commentary be as slavery is going on, or let's say post-bellum, slightly after slavery? So I would want to, I would want to see a steampunk version of what we saw on Friday, for me, Friday and on Sunday. I'm just saying, even if, that could be either a cartoon, a comic book, or a live, live action Netflix. I'm just saying. Well, I remember that, like, I, re, I remember the, uh, the closest I remember, and Daryl can correct me, the closest I remember seeing was, you know, the, 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 the kind of time-traveling frog, and they went to the Old West. I mean, it was kind of goofy in a way. But I, I, have, I have yet to see early technological Wakanda, Darryl. Well, that, that's where the short-sightedness of people with the world of Wakanda canceling it comes into play. You guys hated on that book, all right, because, oh, they're, they're, they're doing this lesbian love affair. Oh, we oh, oh. That book could have given us Casper Cole. 
that book could have given us, oh, let, let's take a look at the, more of the Akimbe story. That book could have given us Killmonger. That book could have given us – that wasn't just Black Panther. That could have been an anthology book that you could have had there, which would have primed the pump for a, a Netflix or a Disney streaming story like you were, you, you so want to do, you know? Now to get something like that, we are going to have a we have to have a second viable film out there to get something rolling on that. You know, that's why I hate when fanboys, uh, fangirls, uh, these uh, our uh, our fake hoteps, uh, they all go and they want to attack these <laughs> comics one time after like the first or second issue. And I'm, I'm, I'm always like, okay, give it an arc. Give it a story arc. Give it four or five issues. If you don't like it, that fine. You don't like it. Because, honestly, the comic book industry model is not strong enough to do what, what you idiots are doing because you're not hyping books. You're not putting books out there to tell these stories. You know? Hey, uh, just FYI for people out there, the Black Panther Annual came out today. I'm not saying pick it up, but pick it up. Don McGregor <laughs> writes in it, Hudlin writes in it, and Priest writes in it. All right? So the three main, I'm sorry, Mr. Coates, you're not in that league yet. The three main, the writers are doing stories in this. All right? And the stories run the full gamut future, a little bit in the past, and present. So just to let you know that the, your steampunk thing, that's a great idea. That's a viable idea. Unless it's put on page, no one's going to spend money on it. Why? Because unfortunately the misconception is still there that African Americans aren't interested in that. We don't want to watch that. We 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 want to watch reality TV. We 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 want to watch gossip stuff. We want to watch drug stuff or gangster rap stuff. You know, technological advanced stuff that is in our nature. Hopefully, those numbers on Black Panther will show people we are more than just that. That's my message today. We are more than what the stereotypes say we are. But as Captain said, the guys that gave us this are also the same guys that are enforcing those very same stereotypes. So we got to break the mold somewhere. Back to you, Afrinerd. Yeah, um, sure. Um, Now, I'm I'm going to just talk a little bit about the movie a little bit. There's an interesting part in there when I didn't really say too much about the movie specifically. That's why. There's an interesting part in there when the Black Panther met up with his father, and his father told him something that was very key. It was very key for the most people that don't know the mythos about Killmonger, all right? Black Panther is not supposed to be able to beat Killmonger anyway. The mythos, you know, he doesn't beat Killmonger unless he got help. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. So that was a very interesting scene. But let me, let's back up. His father told him, his father told him, it's, Tough to be king because you're a nice man. He told him that. So now, when Mr. Black Panther goes to fight Killmonger, you understand? 
he fights in a manner. Remember, he told him to yield and everything else. Like he's not really there to take him out. You see, that's part of his niceness, his makeup. Killmonger's a ruthless mf. <laughs> you understand? And Mr. Forrest Whitaker had to intervene, even though he got it. All right. And Mr. Black Panther was thrown off the edge this Wednesday, people. So there you go. I'm telling you, too bad. It sucks to be you. You understand? I thought that was very interesting, the way they set it up. Meaning which, if you didn't really read the book, any of the books, and you don't know about Killmonger, you could see that dynamic there. I thought that was really good. You understand? Why this man, because they made it seem like he went at it from a too nice standpoint. Really, if he went at it hard, because in the books it doesn't matter, he gets his ass busted. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But it allows you to see via the movie what it takes for you to lead, man. And a lot of people say this. You, in order for you to lead, you need a certain amount of intellect, that's first, and a certain amount of savagery. And you have to have that. You understand? You can't just be pure savage. You're not going to be able to lead. You can't be pure intellect. You're not going to be able to lead. You need a combination of the two, and you got to know when to, to use them synergistically and also when at times you got to be pure, pure savage. <clears throat> There's a Captain Kirk episode 1966 version Where they split his body apart And you get to see that dynamic also You understand? Very interesting I thought that was very, very interesting in the movie Back over to you, Afro Yeah, um, now This is this is something that um, I, I have to also say And, and this is, a, again, part of the Afro Nerd machine Part of the Afro Nerd mantra Re- Regrettably um, I, You know I, I would want to see, and I, all of us, you know, Daryl and myself, and the captain, of course, and Claire, we're really heavily invested in, you know, not even just nerds of color and kind of getting our shine. I mean, that's a component, but the, the larger issue is um, getting these properties out there. And when you see a Black Panther, Black Panther's being likened to a type of Black Star Wars, and in true Star Wars fashion, you know, when I brought up this this steampunk world, and uh, even even John Hutton was asking about he'd like to see something about the first Black Panther, and that's actually out. There is a a storyline that was out re- released a few months ago that deals with the first Black Panther. Um, it, it deals with the, it deals with the totem the totem style mythology of all of the Avengers. You see, kind of the first the first Avengers. I think that was like a million BC or something that was out released a few months ago. Well, I I didn't see it, or it's part of of something. I read something there, but, about it. But yeah, a million BC Avengers and Aaron. Aaron said he's going to continue it when he takes over the new Avengers run in May. So that those characters will be coming back. So you'll be seeing first versions of Black Panther, Phoenix, a Thor. From 1 million B.C. So, hey, it's Marvel, House of Ideas, right? And just, and again, I, I got to remind folks that, you know, if, if black folks, I hate to, like, zero in, but this is your moment. This is our moment. If we're going to be true to how this is supposed to work, uh, no one is uh, look, looking askance at uh, Clone Wars and Solo. I mean, all, you know, there's even talk potentially of of a uh of, of what um uh, why am I uh, thinking of um uh Lando Carizian movie you know that might pop off if 
if uh, Donald Glover is as charismatic as he appears to be. So no one, no one looks weird when you have all these ancillary side projects. We see the Fast and Furious has side projects going on. So if black folks are really about this life, it stands to reason. I mean, I know there's talk of a, of a uh, Dora Milaje movie, and that's fine. We're, we're talking about an all-female, potentially Avengers movie or something to that effect. But, hey, you know, why not uh, a live-action crew? Why not, again, uh, an earlier iteration of these Black Panthers? I mean, Hickman, I mean, that's always been there anyway. There's always been there about this past, these past um, Panthers, but uh, the lineage was always discussed. But Hickman made it more tangible, and he even kind of, kind of um, connected to the, to what is that? Um, uh, I'm forgetting it. Daryl, I'm well, always making making that connection. Well, uh, actually, Avatar, to the Avatar, to the the, the Avatar series, that he kind of sort of tapped into that power set by making Black Panther King of the Dead. Like, a lot of this stuff is insider. And we well, would, hey, we might, we might even see that on screen where, where you might see a Black Panther and going into meeting, me, meeting a Bast. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to unpack, but the, the, my, my main argument is, realistically, if it's going to be a Black Star Wars, it needs to be treated just like that. With well, cartoons the, the, and all these side stories going on. Well, the way I look at it is we had a book of the Iron Fist where we saw past iterations of Iron Fist during the the Brubaker – who else was on that? Brubaker was on that. Fraction was on that. That run of, of that book. And that's where we got the the bride of the 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 uh, spiders and the the wolf guy and uh, you know fat cobra. We got we got uh, like we found out about the cities uh, around Kunlung or the seven cities of heaven or whatever. We we found out about all that through the book of the Iron Fist. How about? Giving us a world of Wakanda. I don't know what you call it. The Book of the Black Panther? No, no, no. Tales of the Black Panther. But you could get all true history. That you you would see Black Panther and his interactions with not only like the East, the East, the, the West, the West, and and Europeans, but his interactions with other countries in Africa. Show what's what put them on the path of. Yeah, our borders are closed. Yeah, we we ain't helping y'all. Yeah, we tried. No, no, no. Showed what led to that because it wasn't just one incident. That had to be a series of incidents where they were like, "Yeah, you guys are on your own." And for folks, this is nothing new. All right, I keep on referring to you, you, you guys to Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes when the Skrull invasion happens. The uh, Hawkeye, Wasp, and uh, Captain Marvel go to Wakanda, all right, after they just took on the Skrulls, fought victory outside Wakanda, because the Skrulls are going in to try to get the Vibranium, and they go, all right, we all got to go back to America, we got to go stop the Skrulls, and Black Panther, T'Challa goes, no, you guys can't even trust yourselves. Um, my my first duty is to Wakanda. 
And if you guys try to step across the border and get into Wakanda, you will be met in summarily fashion. And I was like, right there, that's deep. Because in every other cartoon, yeah, let's go, let's go. And you forget your country in the background. In the Earthwise Heroes, he's like, yeah, we won this victory, but Wakanda ain't safe, and I'm its sovereign. Wakanda comes first. You guys clean up your own mess. I, I remember sitting down watching that live, and I was like, holy crap, they let that go on a Disney cartoon. He just went, Black Lives Matter first. My countrymen's lives matter first. And you go like, after the rest of the world, Wakanda's going to be safe. Well, hey, what did the movie just show us? Enough said. Back to you, Afrinerd. There's something I want to drop after now. Sure. It'll be quick. Sure. All right? For those of you that did not know about this or read about this, yes, we're keeping up with the numbers, even though we're not getting the money, because it does matter. You get more visualization, and then you also feel better, you know? <laughs> so there you go. So this has, this has to be said. For all those that, that talk about, oh, you know, well, you know, oh, we're not getting the money. Shut up. Anyway. Black Panther posts record $20 million pre-summer Tuesday. That's the most ever for a non-summer movie. Just to throw that in there. That happened this Tuesday, in case you didn't know. All right? $21 million picked up on Tuesday. Wow. Well, you, you know what? You know what's going to be funny? Is that usually you see like a 50%, which would still be uh, very respectable, a 50% mm-hmm. drop-off for the second week. We might not see that. We might see something like mm-hmm. a 30% drop-off. It might be, it might set yep. a record. If they're making $20 million on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Hey, on a Tuesday. Everybody has to go to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey I, so, I know the third time I saw it, I saw it before I had to go into work. I caught the 9 o'clock showing and just rolled straight into work from there. Why? Because I knew I was going to have a crappy day at work. I might as well have that Wakanda glow going in, so I'd be prepared for whatever BS was going to come my way. You see, Dallas and I still, got, on the, still on that Wakanda high. You could just feel and it. I and, gotta, listen, <laughs> and I got to say something else, and people ain't going to like it, but I don't give a damn. Because we went into this before, and I don't want to really go into a big, big back and forth about this. I'm just telling you, you know, just how the facts. It's not my. It's not really my personal opinion. It's not my personal opinion at all. Uh, I am a Euro blended African American. Shout out to. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. We, we are folks I'm actually, in. Well, 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 actually, actually, I'm not. Even, I'm, not even, I'm not. I'm not even going into like his rant yet. Um, I think he cooled off of it a bit, but I'm not even going to go there. Actually, it's another uh, offshoot of that argument. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks. Well, there's a lot of of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, dis- Our brothers disparate- and sisters? No, 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 no. A lot of disparate groups or underrepresented groups that want to chisel their way in on the Black Panther mythology or chisel in on this this particular pop culture phenomenon. We heard that. Well, why didn't we see any LGBTQ representation? And I discussed, this months, I discussed this months ago, and I don't really think that's a wise move. Disney was very smart not to explore that for several reasons. And, and, and it's, this is just about the, the reality 
of the situation. Number one, I respect Roxane Gay as an author. Okay, I I even picked up the world of Wakanda, right? And as an Americanized Euro blended black, <laughs> a brown skin hue. I got to be specific with these negro, these dancing negroes that are out here. Okay, sensitive types. I, uh, I'm not against the LGBTQ community, largely because I am I uh, I'm African American living in New York. I have no problems with anybody. I'm all for self determination. Do what you want to do. Let your freak flag fly. That's not what that. That's not what's up. But I am a realist. And I'm, and I'm also realistic as to conservative Africa. Now, what am I saying? This movie has gotten us to talk more about Africa in the totality. Now, I have never really seen fervor for a Hollywood product going to Africa. I'm on YouTube looking at these discussions about premieres in Kenya. Premiers in Nigeria, premiers in South Africa. You're hearing more encroachment of Hollywood into Africa. Now, Africa, Africa has got a word or has got some play in an African movie or an African-inspired movie or African-themed movie. Even Africans who, can, who's go, who are going to have a certain perspective on this, they're, you're talking about African-Americans nitpicking. Think about what the African is going to say. But many of them that I've, I've seen online and their opinions, they are elated because even they are appreciative of what? A scientific Africa. Even they are looking like, wow, this is something. And they, are, well, they too are also affected by colonialism. Now, the issue is, do you think a movie premiering in an African country that has an LGBTQ theme where uh, the lifestyle is less than accepted in many African countries. In many, if not most African countries, LGBTQ lifestyles are outlawed. So if they're outlawed in Africa and you're trying to, just, and you're trying to show an African-themed movie from a Western perspective, do you think it would play the way that it's playing now if you injected Roxane Gay's theme, which, for the, for, for, if you're going to be honest, was something that was a tail-end theme. There's a whole lot of – there's a whole 50-year mythology that has to go through uh, a Black Panther film. But we're going to go for the tail end of it to satisfy these communities that, again – this is the first time I've heard of a movie being so well-received and well-publicized. I mean, Africa has arrived. It's not coincidence, and shout-out to Daryl, of course, the Uncanny Daryl B. Uncanny Daryl B. There, Reed Pop. Reed Pop is the, is the corporate infrastructure for, all of these, for, for many of these top-tier conventions. Everybody has a convention, but Reed Pop is in charge of San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic Con, Chicago, Repop is it. So now Repop has guess what? Africa Comic Con. Mm. All this is going let, down. Let, this is not. This is not to. This is not to slight 
this is, and I mean this, this is not to slight the LGBTQ community because on this show we uh, discuss product for for many, many um, minority groups and, dis- and disparate groups, Latinos, Asians, Native Americans. We we talk about everybody, so we're out to promote this. But we're coming from a westernized American standard, trying to translate that for Africa when they're just starting to get on top of this. I don't know if the Africans would they, they would they man we needed this movie to work. I don't think it should have been explored. Not for not for Africa. Oh. Looking at an African movie, I'm just saying. Can I answer that question? Sure. You know. It's, well, it's not. It's not actually a question. You're just you're just making a statement. Um, well, I think if that was explored in this movie, they always have. You see, when these movies come out, they have people on the ground that on the ground. All these major companies in different uh, countries, and they'll tell you how it would track, how it would work. I think because Africa's a smaller market, it probably would not have gotten shown there. That's what they yeah. would have probably done in that case, in those areas. Maybe in South Africa, it probably could get shown. But like the other places that we see on that list, it might not have gotten shown. You know, it might not have gotten shown. Because they report, they also tell you how to promote in these areas. In all the European countries, you know, it, 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 you, you could throw that up in there. Africa, not so much, because that's the way Africa runs. You're absolutely right. That's what, that's according to the reports coming out of Africa. So if they did that, they probably just wouldn't have shown it in there. They might have lost like maybe $15 million or something like that, but they keep going. You know? Back over to you, Africa. Now, now they, I'm going to bring in Q-Storm, our friend Q. Uh, you know, his, his uh, ears perked up, so I'm going to, I'm going to have him come in. Um, and, and uh, you know, he injected the, the dark-skinned um, representation or, uh, you know, I think – to keep it classy, I think we can discuss colorism in the sense that, yes, we, we should be uh, proud that the focal point was the deconstructing of what black beauty is. But uh, there was a, a lighter – I hate even talking this way, but i got to talk, talk this way for the sake of where we are. There was a lighter-skinned sister on YouTube. Oh, she's fine, too. She has a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm trying to find it, but I, have, I happened to check it out um, earlier today, and it was so funny – and she said that, you know, again, black woman from Canada, which is interesting within itself, because she even said that, you know, listen, I'm not African-American, I'm Afro-Canadian. Um, and she said that she saw it down, she got it, you know, she's a black woman, not like a black woman can't get it. But then she said, guess what? I got emails from light-skinned black folks saying, yo, what's up? We weren't in this movie. What, what, how come we weren't in it? Did you notice that there were no light-skinned people? So she's like... Really though, and she, you know, how come we weren't represented? Now this is when it, my my head explodes. I'm like, we we we're not gonna get no Wakanda. It ain't gonna never happen. It's never gonna happen. So light light skinned, uh, sugar plum fairy Negroes dancing. They were upset. They weren't included in this thing. <laughs> just like dark, just like dark skinned black folk are saying. And we're going to bring him in here saying, I'm glad Euro-blended blacks weren't in here. And, and, I'm, and then I'm saying, guess what? Africans are going to pull your card, Q, and tell you that you are an Akata. And I wasn't appreciative that, I had, that Akatas were mimicking uh, 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 Hausa and all these other languages. 
that's already going on too. We appreciate it. You know, they were like they were laughing, and they were almost there, but not quite right. So somebody <laughs> is going to come up short when it comes to black folk, and it's like we're not going to get Wakanda this way. We're not. It's not even going to happen. It's fine to we. I know about colorism. I know what it is. I understand that. But we can't get into this. I'm glad Euros weren't in there. Negro, get your DNA test. You're going to come up short. You're going to come up short. Okay? If your name is Washington, Burton, Goodall, Jones, Benjamin, guess what? You're going to you're going to go to your you're going to I'm going to pull out your 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 a roster going back to 1860. I'm going to call Dr. Gates and you want to see guess what? White great 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 get granddaddy and you're going to see uh you're going to you're going to be you're not going to like it. Okay? You, you we're going to get your great you, we're going to get your Barack Obama on. You're going it's going to happen. So knock it off. There are no Joneses and Benjamins in Wakanda or in Nigeria or in uh you might see them in Liberia if you're lucky. Everywhere else, no. Knock it off. My sisters were dark. <laughs> they darkened me after <laughs> And guess what? Oh, my cousins my I have cousins that are, I have cousins that are fair I have cousins that look like John Hutton. Shout out to John Hutton. <laughs> Seriously, I do. I, I do. That's the way it is. We range from dark to light. That is the African American Akata experience. You belong to that tribe, you. Stop it. I, if, I, if you pull up one of your cousins and I see uh, a, a Malcolm a Malcolm Red in your in your bloodline, and he's your cousin, you can't say. I want Euro blended black folk. Yeah, I'm glad Euro blended. No, your DNA is gonna say something else. When I see these DNA tests, and you see like uh, uh what uh, uh Emmett uh, the basketball uh, the football player um Emmett Smith. Uh, yeah, Emmett, Emmett Smith. Smith yeah. Emmett Smith came up as an African American like high 90s, and the 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 DNA person was shocked. He was like, Yo, <laughs> I never saw an African American. As black as Wesley Snipes, he said, I never saw one with a 99%. Most typical Negroes in America got around 80, 75. Hell, um, Condoleezza Rice is about my complexion. She was 50%. She was 50%. (laughs) Condi. Come on, but her name is Rice, ain't it? They got any Rices in, in Niger? I didn't check. Anyway, <laughs> Q, <laughs> I'm there just you busting go. your chops. Q, go, go with. Q, go, go with. My Wakandan brother. My Wakandan brother. See, I'm about to enter your palace and throw the body on the floor and start speaking to Wakandanese. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. I, I love listening to your show because you're a very intelligent brother, but so when you speak nonsense, it throws me off a little bit. Oh, come on, man. That's facts. That's <laughs> facts. Come on. Please. How are you talking? How are you talking about my DNA versus? I know I have white ancestry in my past, but we're okay, talking well. about a country that was never colonized and never conquered. Therefore, I expect all of the brothers and sisters in that country to be varying shades of oak and coal. Okay, because they were never colonized. So, 
to see Euro blended skin in Wakanda would be would be fake news. Okay, the only well, time I think I've ever wanted to use that term. <laughs> I, I so, hear yeah. you. I hear you, and I don't. Uh, you're gonna take the floor from me. You're gonna take the floor. No, I'm gonna have you finish. I'm gonna have you finish. Okay. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna have you finish. I gotta All interject right. this. I don't disagree completely. Yes, that if you're thinking about Nigeria, certain African countries, the admixture is zero. But even with the admixture at zero, Africa has the distinction of being of having the most varied DNA substructures on Earth. And Nigerians, we've seen quite a few Nigerian stories where you have blue-black couples producing a white child, straight hair and white skin. And on top of that, since we're talking about the countries in Africa, I saw a sister, but we know this, you have different, so many different countries where there's no admixture, but you have all these different tribes with different variations. And they will not have Euro in their bloodline, but uh, I saw a sister that had the look. The sister is on, has her own YouTube channel, Q. Very beautiful. And she looks like Halle Berry. Like, she has that kind of look and skin tone and exoticism. I mean, she's bad. And she was talking about, oh, I, I can't wait to see. You know, she's going on and on about her African ancestry because she's, she's like Central African or North African. Her DNA, no European extraction in it. It was like uh, 50% North African, maybe 30% uh, mid, mid, uh, Central Africa or South African, and then like 10% Arabic. But she looked like she was Euro-blended. So what I'm telling you is I, 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 we've seen pygmies. We've seen a tribe of red fox, uh, 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 Malcolm Reds, Detroit, Detroit Reds. A whole tribe with light eyes and red skin and red hair, but they have no European ancestry, but they're African, more African than you or I. The Africa is right. not the way you think. Right. But what I'm saying to you is any of these people that you're citing, did they come from a country that was had a cloaking device around the whole country and was never uh, colonized by the white man? That's what I'm trying well, to say to you. <laughs> I, 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 you, you, you're right. I'm going to say for, for this story, for this story, I have no issues. I have no issues with 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 what they sh- what they showed. I have, that's no problem. Nothing. Uh, that's cool. Um, but even like I said, lighter skinned black folk, a few according to this woman, were in their feelings. Darker skinned black folks were in their feelings by saying some slick stuff, and I'm saying. Everybody is rejoicing for an African story. Look, if, listen, if I see, I've seen many stories of, of uh, the colored, colored Americans, I'm talking, I mean, people of color in America during the 18, 1900s, okay? Um, many of them were fairer complected in a whole nine. I still looked at that as my history even though they may be fairer complexed than me. If I see the story of Adam Clayton Powell Jr., I still see me in him. So uh, this sister didn't see anything. She, didn't, she did not see herself in it because it's still a black story. But we can't get so beside ourselves. Just say, listen, this, ad- this, this addresses the longtime <laughs> standard, uh, the standard of favoritism. 
Okay, we understand that. But let's not get into it like, I'm glad I didn't see no light-skinned people in there. Come on, man. We all brothers. I'm glad. We don't get a Wakanda without them. Hey, uh, you're recording, right? I'm glad I didn't see light-skinned people in there. And I'm saying that because I I am so glad that sisters of darker pigment finally got a chance to shine Sisters and brothers of darker pigment finally got a chance to shine. I, just, I applaud Marvel for no effery. No, uh, no. I mean, Halle Berry is, is a goddess, literally. But no Halle Berry is a storm was in this piece. Okay? No, no, no. There were no, there were no storm was in this piece. <laughs> there were no, um, I don't know, the young lady who's now playing, uh, ironically, Storm. <laughs> And Storm from Africa, ironically. I, I don't remember the, the young lady who's playing her now, but none of that was going on in this joint. And I applaud Marvel for not thinking, well, we've got we to gotta put someone who looks like... I mean, let me back up. I, I'm, I'm uh, casting for a, uh, a video right now, and the client says to me, and this is just what we have to live with. We want someone who is um, non... Uh, uh, you can't identify their ethnicity. What does ambiguous. that mean? Absolutely well, what does ambiguous. that mean? Yes, that's ambiguous. What, what does that mean? Well, they could be, or they could be Hispanic, or they could be Italian. See how they do that? So, to hell with all that. To, to, to hell with that. I'm glad there were no light-skinned people in this movie. I can say that in French. Okay. And let me let me talk to you about the LGBTQ thing you were saying. <clears throat> I'm just going to say that I generally just find censor- censorship not to be a good thing. And whenever I hear language that even reminds me and sends the hackles on the back of my neck rising, that language that sounds like something that the white man would have said about us in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Back to you. Well, look, I already explained myself rather succinctly that, um, listen, however they want to explore that later on, they can do that. But for the movie to pop off, this is where I think we, you and I might meet with common ground, is we finally got a film that, that displays uh, blackness on a global level and you want to interject a storyline that was a later storyline, uh, kind of just you're kind of discounting the majority issue for or, or the majority mythology when this was kind of just tacked on by Roxanne, Roxanne Gay for a book that really didn't do that well. But even if it didn't do that well, it's not even really all that. That's not really the majority of the issue. But the issue is you finally got a point where you are telling an African tale. Not only to the world, but even so much that we're, st- we're actually hearing more from Africa. We didn't hear anything from Africa when it came down to uh, coming to America. Now, for the sequel, we might. But now we're actually bringing – the movie's actually bringing Africa into the discussion. Think of, who would have thought an African mo- an African-themed movie would bring Africa into the discussion? But you have to, you have to at least uh, be cognizant, if not sensitive – to African culture, and you're hearing Africans in real time commenting on what they see, and they're being very 
you know, they're, they're, they're being very prideful. They're, they're looking at things. They're seeing familiarity. And if you bring in a westernized, um, a liberal take on gay culture where there doesn't, that does not exist in the majority of these African countries, I think you're going to be doing a disservice to the entirety of what you're trying to do. It, I, don't, I don't know if that's – it's not about whether – it's not about the rightness of it. It's about the reality of it. That's well, what I'm I, saying. You've got you to take that up with Africa. Don't take it up with Africa. I don't want to go – I'm not going to go back and forth with, with you on this because I know not, you want to move on. And, no, it's not back no, and no, forth. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking – I'm not, I'm not being hostile. I'm just saying – I, I, I'm not going to – I know you want to move on to other topics, so I'm not going to engage this any further. I'm just going to say I really need to see some data or statistics that says homosexuality is virtually nonexistent on the continent of Africa because I, I wouldn't believe it otherwise. I don't believe it otherwise. Look, that's, that, that's like uh, <laughs> Iran has that, right? And we know that's laughable, but um, – oh, I can, I can send you go to the chat room. I can send you something right now. Because I sent this out to me. I don't, I don't just spit out of my ass, Q. I, I, I can show you uh, a, a link in a few seconds in, in the chat room that goes line by line about what is going on with the LGBTQ lifestyle uh, and acceptability in Africa. And it ain't, it ain't cute. It ain't cute. It, I, I, you know, I mean, just because it, it, it's not comfortable, but that's what it is. I mean, it's video of even in the Caribbean. We have two Carib Indians uh, uh, with us right now. They are burning Negroes of an alternative lifestyle in Jamaica, in the middle of the street, boxy boy, and all that kind of but stuff. But you're arguing something different now. You're arguing whether it's accepted. I'm arguing that it exists, and if it exists, they have a right to be represented. Oh, man. Come on. You're, you're, not, you're, really, not, you're really not listening to me. You're not really okay. listening to me. John okay. I heard I, I, I could I could mirror everything you said, Ask on Earth. You said you I want the know. you want the movie to succeed. You you said right. it's too much to handle putting that kind of plot into this story. You, you, you know, you want to get it off the ground first. I, I heard your argument. I'm with I, I hear you. Okay. I mean listen, for Afro nerds for Afro nerds uh, sensibilities, I don't have any problem with it. Especially okay. gay women. <laughs> especially you're gonna be keeping one hundred, especially gay women. You know, I, if it was after nerd death, if it was after after dark, I'd say some stuff. I can't say it right now. That's coming after nerd after dark. You know, I just said I just put a link to LGBT rights in Africa in the chat room. Take a look. Many of these countries, it's banned. Uh, they 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 don't take a they let the lesbianism kind of fly a little, and that's the man ish going on. But Again, it ain't it ain't cool. Okay. It ain't cool. Uh, okay. Again, you're, you're giving you're me what you. is accepted or not. I'm, I'm talking about people who exist there that should be represented. It's two, we're on two different planes. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say any more. Daryl, do you understand where I'm coming from? I understand where you're coming from, and I understand where Q is coming from. And to tell people the truth, I think that scene with Killmonger and Thing, I think Kugler... That was good. That was if if it was going to be allowed to be shown, we would have seen more involving that, you know, because that scene with the door Mihai versus Killmonger. Malaje, Malaje, brother, come on. Listen, Malaje. You listen. You're the educated dude. I'm no, the street punk. I listen punk. to the movie. I listen All right, to the movie. Thank you. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> 
I listened to the movie. It's an audio is working. All right. You could pronounce it. That's good for you. You could pronounce it. That is great. That is annoying. Thank oh, man. you. All right. I'm just saying that what you saw between the general and her soldier right before Killmonger did what he did, you could read a lot into that subtext. All right? It wasn't out and out in the screen, but folks who've read World of Wakanda kind of knew what, what, what that was about. Okay? They could have shown it, but like, as you said, you would have risked blowback in these, some of these African countries that aren't quite there yet. All right, so the financial feasibility or whatever, you could tell me that and all of that, but that isn't going to make uh, the LGBT, uh, it isn't going to make that community like, oh, okay, we understand. They're not going to be too quiet about this, you know? And the fact that Marvel, Marvel itself, used it as a selling point for that book only heightened the people going, well, Marvel put it in the book. Why isn't it in the movie? I mean, if you advertise it as a key selling point of the, the book, something that I was against, if you remember, all right, you don't advertise that. Let it grow naturally in the story, all right, but you advertise it. Anytime you advertise it up front, that's what people are going to expect. Just like when you, they, they introduce Sonya Solo, in the Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, in the Star Wars books, as quote unquote Han Solo's black wife that no one knew about before, you know, you put her front and center, and then Jason Aaron wrote the hell out of her, and you're like, yo, this is a character that could that could be, like like in in the Solo movie. Honestly, they, they, oh, we could flesh this out, and, uh, and then you give us the Solo movie, and people are actually looking for her to be a character in the movie and not getting well, it. Hey. And then they turn around like, oh, wait, what? what where is she at? What, 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 what are you doing? There can be more than one black woman in space. You set you know, yourself you, up for failure. You, know, you just opened up. A, I was thinking the same damn thing. It's like, you know, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel those books are, they're canon, right? Yeah. Those, those Star Wars books are canon. Yeah, they go like you, 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 you set you, you, you set your bloody self up for it, and this is one of the reasons I love Star Trek, and one of the reasons I love Star Trek is when they put something in the books uh, as canon and stuff like that, they keep it on the side like this could be a plot point we could use in a later thing. We can use this again. We don't just put it out there to sensationalize it. Buy the book, buy the book, buy the book, buy the book. No, 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 no. If that's a plot point there, then later on it's going to be a plot point we're going to use in, in something on TV, on radio, on screen. It will come back later. Marvel, the reason why I hate Marvel when it comes to these things is they'll throw, they'll throw it out. Buy the book. This happens in the book. Buy the book. This happens in the book. And then when the movie comes around, they conveniently forget that. They push it to the side. And oh, when all the fans get mad, they're like, why are you getting mad? MFers, you, you pushed this for months on us. 
You said this was going to be important. We all get behind it. The writers do a great job in selling this point, and then you discard it along the wayside. Well, props to Roxanne Gay, because she made that story brilliant. It was brilliant how she showed how it growed. The, the love between the two door anyway, the, the love between the two EMDMs grew. You know, the, how it grew in that series. See, she, she got a whole bunch of gay and lesbian fans behind Black Panther when they wouldn't touch Black Panther in the first place. So obviously, when they pull that chicanery and they go, well, we can't put that in the movie now, what did you expect was going to happen? (laughs) 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 They're all going to be like, oh, well, we had our book. No problem. We'll accept it. This is 2018. No one's expected that. Good luck. Good luck with that. You know, hey, hey Debert, what was it that Natasha was had to say to Bruce Banner to get him to calm down from being the Hulk? The sun is setting. What was she had to say in the movies? The sun is setting. <laughs> I think you might want to say that to Daryl. <laughs> He's a Yo, I said, <laughs> I said, what did I say Sunday? I said when Wednesday came around, I had my problems, but I wasn't holding back. You guys decide to go into this area, and I'm giving it to Marvel with both freaking cannons. Because once you open up that bloody door, you cannot close it. And they opened it. Good luck. Because you got a vocal voice of fans now all there waiting to see what you're going to do next. Good luck, Marvel, with this. According to Newsweek, there's 33 African countries that criminalize homosexual behavior and or attraction out of a total of 54 nations. Okay. Well, well listen, never let it be said that Africa gives out facts. I'm not talking about my behind. It's not my personal opinion. I'm just trying. You know, I'm going to, Hugh, I'm going to give you your own words back. I just want to see a goddamn, I want to see black, pe- black people in space fighting Thanos and space. I heard, I listen to you. I listen to your, listen to you. We're, we're brothers. I, I'm going to, listen, oh, I, let me tell I, you something I, I'm with you, man. When you said, I see these Negroes. Big Rose and Spaceship. Listen, I don't give a damn about Twan and, uh, and the gang. Okay? I'm, I'm going to be one of uh, Twan and that group. I don't care about them. I care about Negroes. Um, this is what you say, Q. I'm listening to you. Negroes <laughs> fighting Thanos and flying spaceships. Now you want to you bring in uh, the LGBTQ and, and, and the, uh, the, the transgender crew in Africa. Come on, Negro, Stop it. We trying to get. We wow. trying to go forward. Later on. Let me let me tell you something else. Not the first time we, now. Not gonna sabotage my fun. Hell no. <laughs> let me tell you something else. Gay parade in Wakanda. We see they, a lot they ain't of, going down. <laughs> did we see a lot of heterosexual activity in this movie? No, you didn't see that either. That there you go. There you Disney. go. Took it all uh, out. Took it okay. all out. You didn't all need right, any of it. You didn't need any of it. You didn't need any of it. You need any of it, man. A lot yeah, of these well, movies that we see, they are totally oversexed. Well, they are totally if, oversexed. If, Remember when we saw Watchmen? Yeah. <laughs> Get that foolishness out here. You know, you didn't need if, any of that. That took away from the movie. If anything, uh, if anything, we saw uh, the purity and heteronormative. I mean, even that's what it's out there. I, I don't listen. I don't care what people do, but if we're going to be honest, 
we have to at least set the foundation and baseline for heteronormative black relationships. We, that, we say, listen, black, black men and women kissing and being affectionate each, uh, to each other on a global scale is controversial. Now you want to bring in, now you want to bring in uh, the, the gay parade in the middle of a Wakandan street? Hell no. And you, and you saw neither of that, uh, to Cap's point, you saw neither of that. That's, a, that's actually a good point. That's a flaw, course, not a flaw, actually, but that's a problem with the film. The black man, again, does not have a love life. I don't oh, yeah, win. okay, you win, you win. No, no gay, saw, no straight, nothing. No, no, wait a minute. And, I'm being more and, specific. We saw uh, uh, the Peter Nyong'o's character was very much present at the end. That You saw kissing. Yeah, it was saw, a kiss. Um, it was a kiss. You, you saw that there was a loving affection for his woman, okay? Yes, that was. within itself is black black on black love, light in a dark skin, <laughs> is very controversial for white um, white people to see that. It makes them uncomfortable for some reason. That's true. So, and, um, so to be able so to be able to see it on this global scale, I think that takes precedence to I mean to, to get that going. They don't worry about everybody everybody else go you know, everybody else wants to jump in on black fun. No. Let's get the standard up and running. And then worry about all the other stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna have Ten or fifteen other things toppled up on my movie. I want to see Negroes fighting Thanos and flying spaceships. Q. I thought somebody I heard said that. Okay, props. The two quick props. First prop wow. to Isana, the Westfire creator, Greg Anderson and Lise for giving me the link to the the Comic Con Africa. All right, that's what I used there. And second, props to Tim Fielder, Maddie Rockets creator, who coined the phrase, what, what do you do for a living? Adra Negroes in spaceships. That's where you've heard that from. Tim Fielder said it. Now, the bigger issue, and I've been talking about this for a while, because now you've got the Moist Watkins. I'm running uh, Sergio Mims' tagline. The Moist Watkins, you've got, you got certain Negroes in their feelings about success. So I've seen this before, which is this is something we do on repeat consistently. Anytime we have a win, there are other black folks, forget about white people, other black folks that are in their feelings that are ready to sabotage this thing. So my thinking, and I've said this countless times, is how do we catapult this win beyond this black Star Wars? Because I don't want it to stop at Black Panther. Matter of fact, I want Black Panther... Uh, to, to, to expand, just like Star Trek expands, just like Star Wars expands, okay? There's, no, there's nothing to stop that from happening. We should be petitioning for other things going on in the Wakanda universe. Um, matter of fact, I'd even say, I even pose this question to, the, to, to my, uh, my co-discussants. Uh, is it fair to say that Black Panther might use, usurp Spider-Man as the Marvel Comics mascot? based on this. I kind of sort of think he will. I mean, let me go to that question, then I'll, I'll go further. Do you think Black Panther, because it looks like it's going there, that Black Panther might actually take the lead as far as the face of Marvel? Not at all. No. <laughs> oh, whoa. No. No. You, no, you really want... Here we go again. You really Here want, we go again. Yeah, you really want these Trump supporters. These Trump supporters, remember who the... the, the uh, the, the boss of Marvel supported, you know, people forget how many millions of dollars he gave to Trump's campaign. 
He's going to make Black Panther the face of Mar- no. Yet now, now you're reaching. It, it, yeah. it was great. So it was a crazy. wonderful moment. But even <laughs> I, I, in my fanboy blurred, oh yeah, this was great. I'm not gonna go there. Oh, and that I think I heard one of you guys say that you 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 heard something that they said Black Panther was the best movie ever made. Yeah, yeah. we're reaching now. Like, come on, like, let's, Negroes, let's come back to Earth. Come I, on. I, 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 see, see, see. Once, once again, Captain. See, I'm gi- I'm giving out a forewarning. See, this, this is my. I keep my own mutant abilities secret. My mutant, <laughs> my, my mutant abilities is that I try to tell the common Negro, the dancing, the wow. sugar plum, plum fairy Negroes. What is going to happen to you? Sugar plum okay. fairy Negroes. I'm going to expose Black myself. Black Panther takes over the Avengers, people. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, that's, well, okay. The, the, the cartoons have already foreshadowed that. I, I tell you right now, I am one of the precogs. I am one of the precogs. I, that, and we go back and forth. I've been, hold on. I've been going back and forth like this for... for Countless years on this program, and, and every time I I made predictions about Black Panther, and now we're living in this. We have uh, 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 mothers and, and, and wives in their kitchens talking about uh, well vibranium. I'm seeing black women talking about vibranium. There shouldn't be no anywhere near this stuff. What's going on? Now what I'm Deeper. telling you is, hold on. I'm telling you is this movie has more think pieces than any other Marvel movie that I've seen. No one was having think pieces on Thor Ragnarok and Captain America. Maybe Captain America, but not like this. If this black movie becomes a billion-dollar movie, I tell you that Black Panther is going to end up being kind of, sort of, a mascot representing Marvel Comics going forward. I've seen it before. I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Now, now so you want the king thing, of Wakanda to be a mascot? No, I'm talking... You don't know what I'm talking. I'm talking about on a corporate level. Deeper. Like when you see when, I, when you see Spider-Man. Let me explain. Let me explain. And you got you got and you got the mic. When you see the comic books, you see Spider-Man like a little Spider-Man logo. Like Spider-Man essentially is the face of Marvel Comics. Even though the Fantastic Four actually set up the Marvel Universe, it's Spider-Man that ended up being the mascot. At some point, we may see. The Black Panther just kind of, kind of in there because Black Panther now is in in the in the uh, cartoon world is essentially the leader of the Avengers. So they already have they're already foreshadowing this. Go ahead. I want to tell you why that's not going to happen because see with Spider Man, I walk into Target or Kmart or what's left of Sears, I'm seeing Spider Man underwear. I'm seeing Spider Man. Bed sheets, Spider-Man blankets. I walk into GameStop. I'm seeing Spider-Man, Spider-Man cars. He didn't even drive a car in the comic books. I'm seeing Spider-Man uh, cartoons. I'm seeing Spider-Man here and there. Spider-Man toilet paper. I'm not seeing that with Black Panther. Panther. They're not going to allow that. Spider-Man is ubiquitous. Black Panther. To your point, I mean, I'm, I'm going to use your own words. You want you want to see Black Panther get off the ground first. So if, if Spider-Man is like a, a state of mind almost for Marvel. Spider-Man and Wolverine, you, you go anywhere in our culture, you see them. They haven't allowed Black Panther to do that yet. Th- that's going to be something that we internalize 
and maybe they might uh, give it some props. But I go anywhere, I see Spider-Man billboards, you know, uh, wallpaper, Spider-Man, Wolverine. So I mean, how are you going to say – it's a little early for that. Well, it is way too early. early for that. It's, you know, never it's, early. it's never no. early to make a dollar. I spoke to Iron Man, who has children. He said he already bought bed, bed sheets for Black Panther for kids, and he said he would even want them as an adult. I saw uh, West Coast Customs recently had an episode where Lexus brought him in to make a Black Panther mobile. And the executive said, hmm, this looks like something we could actually make for the assembly line. I'm seeing more, uh, fr- more merchandising for Black Panther T-shirts, hats. I, see, I, saw, I saw white people. I, I spoke to people uh, at, the, at the onset that if this is going to be global, you'd have to see white kids in Black Panther costumes and white people wearing Black Panther paraphernalia. Guess what? On Sunday, the Catherine and myself saw white people walking around with Black Panther baseball hats and, white, and Black Panther paraphernalia. Black Panther is let still very much Disney. I make another let me take you back to, to let me take you back to 1992. You're going to see, you're going to see Wakanda at Xbox at, at, at um at, at the uh, what you call it in in Florida. All right, what happened? happen? All right, uh, Q, you want this first, and then I'll I'll go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. I'm gonna take you back to 1992, I believe. Uh, uh, I forget what studio put out Malcolm X, but they did a marketing campaign where you couldn't turn around without seeing X, 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 all caps, T-shirts, uh, lunchboxes. You saw it everywhere. How, how'd that work out? How did that go? Well, how'd that go? All, let me tell you what, how it went. Malcolm X didn't have the Disney Marvel machine behind it. And again, you're talking about approaching almost 30 years ago. Times have changed. Now you're seeing literally white people with the word the term Black Panther on their chests. They're, it's already happening. I'm already seeing it. I'm seeing Black Panther watches, Black Panther mugs. I'm seeing, uh, if you go to Amazon, it's nothing but a Black Panther paraphernalia. This has become a global phenomenon. And it, it, it's the Disney machine is, is masterful. It's, al- it's already happening. Okay. That's and, what I'm telling you. Listen, where, where I work, I could prove it. I've bought the Black Panther uh, pillows for friends and sent them out, and I see that. But here it is. You said he can become Spider-Man. No, no, not yet. It's way too early. Why? And this is the big, uh, big thing I'll tell you, okay? Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Wolverine, they sell merchandise when they're, uh, and get new merchandise made when their movies aren't out. It's a consistent stream. You can't proclaim Black Panther for that now. When you pro- proclaim can- it is after five years. If, if the, the merchandise keeps on coming for Black Panther when he has nothing out, when he has an animated series, when he has numerous novels, you know, or TV series, or, you know, have stuff being made about them when they're not in the public eye. There's a reason why Superman, Batman are the symbols of, of DC. There's a reason why Spider-Man and the X-Men, namely Wolverine, are, is the symbol for Marvel. Why? Because they get their stuff made even when they're not in the mainstream with a hot movie. 
Black Panther, okay. you're in the mainstream with a hot movie. It's going to take a while to see if we follow through and we support this character long enough to get on that level. There you go. Let, let me counter this because, again, I am a precog. And you, 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 you folks are going to be ruining the days of this conversation. Because, oh, here we go. Here we go. No, well, well, listen, I'm going to remember it because business doesn't stop. You've got to stop. You've got to get out of this. You've got to decolonize your minds, gentlemen. You're oh. so used to you're so used to. It's not that we don't want this, d bro. We want it to happen, but we're being realist about it. But I, yeah, and, I say he wants and, to, I, by I the way, while, while, to, while you're on. taking your bows, while you're taking your bows, remember it was me on this air that said Black Panther was going to make eight hundred million to a billion first. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're yeah, taking bows for that, that's but that's I'm it. the guy who is on that branch out front saying that first. If you remember, but I'm, ta- I'm going to tell you this. And you're not going to be able to deconstruct the logic. It's Disney. Disney. Since when have you ever seen Disney not wanting to get any of that money? Now, what's going to happen is Disney's going to see the popularity of Negroes on this type of thing and, and others. And they're, go- they're not going to just say, well, we're just going to limit this. Or we're just going to stop this. Since when have you ever seen a white corporate structure limit the amount of put put a governor on the kind of money go, they're going to make. You're going to see. Blade. Like you see fr- Blade. Blade. Blade is. Blade was not a global phenomenon, and Blade didn't have Disney behind it. It was still Marvel. Mar- this is Disney. Disney is global. You, you keep on mentioning all these other. This is a different space, man. Things change. In this particular instance, you go. I guarantee you're going to see some kind of Wakanda version at Epcot. There's going to be a Wakanda at Epcot. You're so used to thinking that this is such a black thing. It's a Disney black world. Once, once the mouse is attached to this thing, it's a wrap. They're not going to stop with this thing. Uh, if you're going to liken this to a black Star Wars, has, has Star Wars stopped? But you're going to stop black Star Wars? I don't think so. They just I'm accept just going, they're I, making, I just accept that they're making this iteration of blackness a global product. Black Panther is still Disney. M- Malcolm X is never right. Disney. I Not, hope you're right. Hope. I'm telling you. I'm t- I I'll believe it. I it. I'll believe it when you're you're walking Disney World and you see Princess Shuri as yeah, a character walking around with the people. Look. Mm. Yeah, because I don't remember, I, would, I don't see Tiana too much anymore, do you? Exactly. You don't, you don't see, see Tiana. Tiana. <laughs> they made a big thing about that. You don't see that, right? <laughs> I can't, I can't I'm just saying. I, you know, so I hope you, li- hope you gentlemen listen and understand. Let me, let me I'm tell you just, something. Tell them. You tell be them, tell them uh, this conversation. You got to be careful with this conversation because yeah. they said this with uh, Black Miss America. They said this with a black president, and we saw how that went. You got to just be careful. <laughs> this could go either way, man. You know, listen. These things don't follow simple logic like that. Got to okay. be careful. I, I will say this. I will, I, be careful. Okay, be I, careful. I, I will say this. You saw how popular Wolverine was. You saw how over-the-top Wolverine was, right? Who's still the, the, the symbol of Marvel Comics? Spider-Man. Enough said. What you're saying Black Panther's going to take that spot? Good luck with that. That ain't going to happen overnight. And you saw, you see how popular Punisher was. Who's still the symbol of Marvel Comics? Spider-Man. 
I, yo, that's pie in the sky dreams to have a black man that kind of symbol. That's awesome. The only black man we know that's that kind of symbol is Michael Jordan. Uh, Panthers going to de- gonna, uh, dethrone Spidey? Good luck with that. No, no. What I'm saying is, well, he, it might be because, because Spider-Man right now, as far as a movie, is doing very well, but it had to be rebooted. It's not, it's not the new thing. It's got, it's got kind of uh, tired legs. Even though it had it had to have the Sony and the Marvel connection in order to give it a little bit of light, but we're talking about the new Jack the new Jack swing. We're talking about something uh, totally new. And and listen, when you make comparisons between Wolverine and Black Panther, it's not Black Panther we're talking about. It's about Black Panther's mythology. You got all these different ancillary characters. You got Wakanda as a character. You get, you, you know, it's like the Lion King. You know, people are making comparisons with this and the Lion King. Meaning that you could go in a hundred different directions with this mythology. It's like Star Wars and Star Trek have all the, the this kind of tentacle mythology. Wakanda and and Black Panther has a have a tentacle mythology. It's it's just it's kind of built in with it. The fact that I even and thought of a of a steampunk earlier version of that is okay. indicative of that. But you began this by saying Q. Let me, let me, let, uh, you tell me where I'm wrong. You began this by saying you could see Black Panther, not Wakanda, not the mythology. You said Black Panther could dethrone Spider-Man as the symbol of Marvel Comics. Q, did I mishear that? I don't is, think you did. Is, is, is that what he not. just said? I'd like to see it happen. I just, I, I, I would look, like to, look, I would I, love to see that well, happen. But I don't. well, listen, it's, it's still, it's still Black Panther. Listen, it's, it's all of it is Black Panther. It's like Star Wars is, Star Wars is also Luke, and Star Wars is also Lando. Star Wars is also Solo. Uh, uh, Solo. It's still Star Wars. Black Panther is still as an, as an intellectual property. Star, Black Panther is Wakanda. Black Panther is Shuri. Black Panther. It is is Killmonger. I mean, you got Killmonger shirts. It's becoming. It's got a a mythology. I, I can't. You know, but you you want to you want to know how you're proving correct? Let the next Black Panther movie bomb, and see if they come back and make another Black Panther movie after that. I'm not saying wish it, okay? But Spider Man. He's big enough to have an animated series bomb. He's big enough to have a couple movies bomb. And what happens? They bring Spider-Man right back. How many black men or black women you know have a project, go right into the crapper, and they come back and go, hey, that's okay. We know you're good for the money. We'll bring you right back. To be the symbol of a company, you need to have something bomb and bounce right back. You think they're going to give Black Panther that leeway? Man, you must be really smoking that Wakanda nerve then. Well, look, we're going to go to something else. We've been on this for a minute. We'll revisit it again on, on Sunday. But I'll just say this. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to assume we, we lose all the time. Uh, the captain said this. You won one this time. Um, you know, you, the, corporate, the white corporate structure gave you a bone. Now, if you take the bone and you run with it, you know, if you drop it, that's your, that's your thing. But I'm looking at if a movie is a billion-dollar movie and it has its mythology with it, uh, and if it, if it turns out to be like Planet of the Apes, which has been around for 50 years, literally, if it turns out to be – I mean, it could be that. 
But we're so used to things failing, and this is different. You're, you're comparing, comparing Blade. This is not Blade. This is not uh, Meteor Man. This is something else. It's, we finally got legitimately a black Star Wars. And if it, if it does what Star Wars does, it might turn out to be something completely exponential. I'm looking at it in that direction. Sure, it could, it could fail. Yes, you're right. It could fail. But I, I don't think – I think it might be what's classified as a phenomenon. That's what, my, that's what I'm saying. If it becomes a phenomenon, let's just, let's just put it this way. Let me pose this and we'll move. Daryl, if it becomes a phenomenon with the mythology and it becomes kind of a black Star Wars, then what do you think happens? Well, Cartoons hey, and all that stuff. It's been three weeks. It's been three weeks. Spider-Man has been this way since... If. I'm giving you a what if, man. You're if giving, becomes, yeah, you're giving me a what if in the future, but Spider-Man will still be there. You know how astronomical Black Panther is going to have to go to supplant Spider-Man? You know, you, you went, you didn't just go success. You went, okay, it's going to be the tip of the mountaintop. To do that over Spider-Man, good luck. I'm, I, it, it, like, yo, it's going to be successful. But you want to go, all right, we're going to take it to the next level. Using my Vince McMahon voice. We're going to go take it to the next level. Things are about to change. We're going to be Wakandan up in here now in Marvel offices. They are not doing that. Good luck with that. You could wish for that all you want. They are not doing that. It would have to. It would have to rake in at least another ten billion dollars over time for it to supplant that. And and, and similarly, the Spider-Man is going to have to go right into the crapper, and that's not happening either. It's great to dream that. It is real great to dream that. Do I need to bring it up again? Who runs Marvel? Disney. Who runs the Marvel uh, organization? Ron Perlmutter. Who did Ron Perlmutter give money to? Trump. Good luck with having a black superhero sovereign as the symbol of Marvel Comics. Good luck with that. We can I, move I think, on. I think the show is officially Amtrak off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I warned people we were going to go in. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be talking about this again. I'm, I'm curious as to what Claire has to say on uh, Sunday's show. But um, kudos to the, to the characters, uh, to the actors. Um, you know, I, I, I will say that I'm, I'm extremely uh, elated that it's working out the way that I think it will work out. And uh, I just hope that we see some of these other iterations explored. I mean, who knows what could happen at this point? Um, I, th- I think we're off to the races, essentially. All right, um, I want to keep Q on, and I'll I tell you this uh, quickly. Um, it is something, it's a story that I, that I failed to address uh, quite some weeks ago, and uh, I guess it's kind of an LGBTQ situation, but I think some folks were in their feelings about this. Um, there was a think, another quote-unquote think piece from this cat from some website. I can find it, but... He was a Morehouse student that said that he, he felt that he was um, – he felt antagonism going to, to the black barbershop. 
and he went into this whole thing about, uh, you know, he has feelings for his barber or his barber. It was weird. But he is a, a, a gay freshman at Morehouse. And uh, it kind of lit the Internet on fire, especially uh, cishets, which is these terms all over the place now, these 1999 uh, sociological terms. Uh, what are your thoughts about what he had said? And I felt somewhat personally offended in the sense that, you know, I am the son of a barber, and the barbershop that I have seen has been welcoming, you know, it's just, it's just that it's not going to display the cultural standard that he wanted. But as far as respecting people, I didn't see uh, these customers being disrespected, not only in my father's barbershop, but in other barbershops. But, I mean, hey, you know, but is it, is it a kind of high testosterone um, cishet place? Sure. You know, I mean, I don't expect to go to, uh, you know, a, 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 um, a Jewish function and expect people not to act in accordance with that culture. What are your thoughts? Let's go to the Q. Did you see this article that kind of lit up the – a few weeks ago, but I never actually addressed it. No, um, I'm just going – um, I'm informing myself from, out of context listening to your remarks. Um, I mean, you know, the barbershop – the black barbershop is hot and cold. I had – there's a barbershop right around the corner from me that I had to stop going to because I approached the, the, the owner of the shop and said, listen, I got – I'm bringing my. This is when I had the uh, my uh, foster child and my son. Right. I said, uh, you know, I, I gotta. I'm, I'm want to bring my two kids in here, but I can't because the barbers are cussing. And one barber called his own son the N word, and I'm like, wow. and then <laughs> they always having, you know, the the paid and fold or the juice or the wire on the TV. And I said, you think you could tone it down? And he said, well, bro, no, I, the barbers are gonna be barbers. I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> I am interested, so I had to stop taking my business there, but I, I am interested to um, read the story. Plus, right next door, of course, there was the dude with the cookout, with the with the grill and the King magazines and the double XL magazines and all this stuff and the, the the black lit novels. So, I, you know, the barbershop is hot or cold. Well, See, the, problem with the, the problem with the article is the dude painted all barbershops in this light, all right? He didn't. He didn't specify. This was the one I went to. That no, he started like that and then painted all barbershops like that. Okay, I've been to a lot of barbershops, not only here but Kentucky, Tennessee, California, Boston, Trinidad and Tobago, Japan. I, I've been to a various amounts of barbershops. Okay. And it runs the gamut. But one thing all barbershops are, are locker rooms. And um, Captain can attest to this. In a locker room, things are going to be said. And they say it specifically to see how you're going to respond. And if you can't respond or if you can't hold your own, well, you're not going to be disrespected. You're just going to be est on. And est on deep, all right? This dude couldn't handle being in the barbershop. Well, I'm sorry, dude. It's the it's where the, I'll give an example. There used to be a barbershop in Brooklyn on Flatbush, okay? And I knew one or two gay guys that were in the barbershop, 
All right, they, one was a, one was an actual barber, one was a customer, and I went in there with my dad, and I'm hearing stuff at 11 years old where I'm like, oh man, oh man, woo, yee, woo. And those guys gave it back as good as they took it. And the rule was, if you lost your cool, you get out of the barbershop. Don't come back. Because if you're going to bring it up, and if you're going to put it out there, and this gay dude or this bi dude gives it back to you just as good as you just gave it to him, and you can't handle it, then you don't need to be a part of the shop anymore. You could, you could mosey on out. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. When you're going to, going to be in the barbershop and you're going to step up with your manhood out there and you're going to go and, and get, uh, do dozens or get on somebody's case and they shoot back at you and your pride can't take it, then you better look at yourself in the mirror. Now said. I put the link to the article I was referencing in the chat room. It's from the Black Youth Project blackyouthproject.com and the young gentleman um, that wrote the article, again, he's, he's in Morehouse, I believe, presently. His name is Deshaun Harrison. I'm going to read a little bit about this so we can get, get into exactly what he was saying. Uh, but I have to, I have to concur with, with uh, Daryl. I mean, again, I am the son of a barber, a master barber, who just, just shut down, closed down his shop uh, just this uh, la- late last year or mid last year. Um, after many years, uh, admirably being a, uh, a business person. So, uh, I, you know, I, I was, you know, I read my comic books in the barbershop, so I saw a lot. But, the, but my father's shop, especially, you know, as he was maturing, was different than the hip-hop barbershop that came along. My father played jazz music and, and blues in his shop. He, he had um, uh, pictures of, of notables. He had pictures of, like, Harlem Renaissance barbershop uh, photographs um uh you know he, he had uh, pictures of jazz greats a great day in, a great famous photograph great day in harlem so it was, it was a different kind of barbershop and many of the younger cats that came in there uh, appreciated to this day my father's mentorship the, the barbershop barbershop even cross racially is an institution barbers you know the barber of seville the barbers represented especially even during medieval times uh, kind of a place where you it was a, it was an all an all in one type of place. You go there for medicinal assistance. You go there for for uh, psychological assistance. You go there for financial assistance. Which my father did all of those things. Any question that many of these younger brothers, especially when the ones growing up without fathers, my father was the surrogate father, and I saw that. So. Um, Hey, there probably was some gay dudes that ran through there. I, I could say that for, for sure, but he, he didn't address that. That wasn't that, that was that wasn't what they went there for. They went there for information and mentorship. This young man is going there and bringing in a whole bunch of other ancillary BS, in my opinion. But not all shots are the same. Let me read this quickly, just so we get some specificity here. This is what he says. Disclaimer. This piece was written. Well, let me let me let me go to the to the title. The black barbershop is both toxic and intimate for cishet black men. All right. Disclaimer. This piece was written with the intent to create a productive dialogue among uh, a dialogue around intimacy and attraction. Okay. All right. See, we already going down a real funky. 
attack. Anyway, it is not to say that the connection between Barbara and Klein is inherently sexual, but rather that the erotic intimacy attraction operate on a spectrum. All right, I'm gonna have problems going oh, through this. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? 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 We're talking about barber shops, am I correct? <laughs> See, listen, we, 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 we're, we're, prob- we're probably really talking about clickbait, okay? But I, I have to assume this is the Nigarati nonsense I'm talking. This is the nigger. This is the neo Nigarati cue that that's also informing us. Not me, but for for those who aren't precogs like myself, the rest of you guys that don't have my abilities, you're going to be affected by this nignagari. No, but I'm going to humor, humor you. I'm going to humor you. <laughs> As I buy my Black Panther bed sheets, anyway, the barbershop has historically been a place of refuge, a sacred space for mostly, as he says in parenthetically, for mostly cisgender, heterosexual black men. Negro, this is the place. That's the place. That's my own thing. That's my ad-libbing. This is what it is. Anyway, like many other institutions, it has been home to deep-rooted heterosexism and misogynoir. However, it has also served as a sanctuary for black male intimacy, healing, and love. In this space, they arrive at intimacy and attraction in a toxic way, but they do arrive there. Okay, I've never seen that in my father's shop. Never, never, never. Intimacy and attraction. Yeah, you see, you see, (laughs) what? Okay, I'm going to try to go through one more article, but you see where this is going. Oh, God. This is, going into, this is going into a black hole, which is exactly what he's looking for. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the comments made by AfroNerd do not reflect the rest of the AfroNerd machine. Um, anyway, continue. Okay. Continue. Oh, my, God. My, my, my stepfather, stepfather is a barber. I have watched him cut hair in various shops since I was a child, witnessing the ways that black men greet one another as they enter this haven. I've seen how the barber cradles their clients' heads. Oh, oh my God. And you're giving this dude time on our show. That's yeah, what you you're what? doing okay. right now. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. Okay, I'm, I'm, I can't go any deep. I can't go any Listen, this guy is taking on some weird angle that just does not exist. I'm sorry. I mean, I can, only speak, I can only speak for the classic barbershops. You know, now we have the, 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 the uh, Migos. Migos and the Cardi B stylings out there now where, you know, uh, instead of uh, heads, it's H-E-A-D-Z or cuts, C-U-T-Z. There is the the hip-hopification of recent barbershops in the last, let's say, 15, 20 years. So that element might be into this kind of thing. The, the, The young thugs, I think now young thug wants to call himself sex. I kid you not. That's what he wants to call himself. He wants to call himself just sex. This is where we are right now. So maybe right, I, this young let, man, Deshaun, is going to find the shop of his dreams. Let My me father, just say this. He I would rather he read. Yeah, I would rather read the heat wave romance novel from Legends, Legends of Tomorrow, than have you continue this. Okay, let's just put it out there, folks. If you didn't see what this, more do you tomorrow, want from me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Holy <laughs> crap. Although I do have to say, every now and then, I, I've had a barb that spun me in the chair, and my elbow would land in a spot where I'm like, 
dude, what? what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> TMI! TMI! Exactly. <laughs> Look, I, I just, again, this man is entitled to whatever he wants. He can write whatever he wants to write. You know, listen, First Amendment rights and all that jazz. Okay, but he's looking, he's looking for something. For, 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 for he had, you see, he's double talking because he admits that these shops are mostly heterosexual uh, cishet havens for black men to, to build. Uh, yeah, you can use the word intimacy, but it's intimacy of the kind for, uh, for mentorship and information. Okay? Fraternal, he's going fraternal intimacy. Fraternal. Brotherhood. Yes. Yeah. Brotherhood. It's, I mean, that's why I take, it very, I take it very personal, being the father of a master barber, that what I saw was uh, my father teaching young cats to this day to appreciate blues, to appreciate jazz music, to literally be a surrogate father. It was none of this crap this guy's talking about now. This is, some, this is, this is the, the kind of ambiguity state that we're in right now. This is why Black Panther is necessary, and this is why I stand by what I said before. Let's get, this, let's get black masculinity up and rolling. Let's get brothers in spaceships. Let's get, get mind expansion going. Let's, let's build on top of this. I want to see an icon movie. I want to see other Black Panther movies. I want to see Johansi the movie on Blu-ray. I want to see all of this stuff. Okay, I want to see David Walker. David Walker is building. Let's get that going. But this guy right here, this kind of talk, this type of talk, I'm sorry, it's regressive. It's backwards and it's false, and he's looking into something that just isn't there. If you know, you know what he needs to do? He needs to get a gay barbershop going. That's what he needs to get that intimacy. I, I just, yo, I want to know, what was you looking to go to it to get a haircut or a date? I was thinking the exact same thing. It sounded like a guy who's... You know, because cause I guess you weren't walking in there thinking it was uh, FarmersOnly.com, and you came out realizing, oh, shoot, it's not like us. I'm sorry, but, it, again, I, I glossed over that for the article when I read it the first time. The way you, way you just read it, I was just like, yeah, A, clickbait, B, Dude, what are you doing? You're painting all barbershops under the same brush, and that's wrong. Look, we're, we're already in the podcast set, so we're going to have to close shop. Uh, I confess, I couldn't get through it the first time, and I couldn't get through it this time. I, I'm done. I'm done. No disrespect to him, but that's not the barbershop I'm aware of. I don't, I don't know about that culture. Sometimes the culture is what the culture is. It's, I mean, it's what it is. I mean, I, and I don't understand. I don't think there's a problem with a haven for this specific culture. Why do we have to kind of kowtow to your needs? Let's, let's, let's have what we have. Certain clubs are the clubs. I'm not going to tell the Q-Dogs. Oh, let me get the q let me get. Let me, let me erase that. The Q-Dogs on some ish, too. Uh, the Kappas are the – I can't say the Kappas either. The Kappas got some ish, too. You know uh, what? Just I'm say out. fraternities. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell certain <laughs> fraternal organizations or sororities how to operate their, their, their uh, programs, their organizations. You know, if, if I wanted to become, hell, God forbid, a gang be- member. I've used this analogy before. Gang members have guidelines, believe it or not. You can't walk into, I'm not going to mention them, but pick, pick one of these, these gangs. They have a certain style. Or even a corporate gang. 
You go into the corporate gang or the Marvel, Marvel has a certain way they operate. I'm not going to tell Marvel how to conduct their business. I'm just saying. Anyway, gentlemen, it's been fiery. It's been fun. It's been factual, mostly. Sunday, we'll get it in again. More discussions. It's been fun. Let's go out on uh, an appropriately titled song called Black Power, Georgia and Moldau. Sunday, people, 6 o'clock. It's been real. Pleasure.
power, yeah. You got the power, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 